Welcome back to the Unclicked Podcast, everybody. Thanks to Ryan Fudger, our BMX, and the beautiful Golden Retriever back there. <laughs> we have Kevin Peraza. Kevin. Hello. We've, we've been talking about doing the podcast forever. Since, For a year now. Since I think it very, start, very first started, we were in the Cayman Islands, and I started dropping them, and I was like... I started. I have a list for you on my phone still from like a year ago. I think you said, "Yeah, yeah, come to San Diego whenever you're down here. Hit me up." And then is that why you moved to San Diego? Yeah, just for the podcast. <laughs> just for the podcast. <laughs> I was like, if I'm here, maybe I'm more available, which means he'll want to do it eventually. <laughs> Took after COVID nineteen, or well, not after, but you moving in completely in a, a pandemic, and now we're doing this podcast. Is what it is. <laughs> that's all right that's all uh right. so why did you move to san diego so you are a full-time resident as of like three months ago now uh, four months four now months. so okay. the middle of february i officially moved to san diego i think like everyone else you know come into california for events fall in love with you know not only the culture and the scene and i just think in general like the people you want to ride with Everything's here. The people you want to film with and shoot photos with and the people that motivate you and inspire you are here. Obviously, countless skate parks, plazas, backyard setups, trails. Everything's here. And I think it does have everything. It does have everything. You know, and I think growing up in Tucson, I really appreciated where I came from, you know, not having much to when the indoor skate park premises park got built. You know, it just became my second home, you know, and still traveling back to California. My aunt lived in Chula Vista, so I grew up coming and staying in the summer, riding Claremont, going to the Thanksgiving Jam or the Give D Jam, mm-hmm. and just getting to see all the dudes that I looked up to like at the local skate park was like, you don't see that in other sports, and I think in California, it's super normal, so... Yeah, plenty of reasons why to move and why, why I moved. You know, I recently got married. Uh, my wife has, uh, wait, did you guys elope a little bit? What's up? Wait, did you actually get married? So we had our civil wedding in November. Oh, okay. So we had our civil wedding and just had like a family wedding, but we haven't had our ceremonial wedding. Was that we, like where you signed the papers and everything? Yeah. So we signed the papers and it was just her family and my family, something small. And then, um, you're supposed to do it in October. Yeah. So we were supposed to have our actual, like religious ceremony, ceremonial wedding and like the party this year in October. But obviously COVID-19, the unsurety of having guests be even be able to travel to Mexico. We were going to get married in San Carlos, Mexico. Mm. It's a little beach town two hours away from where it sells from and where my mom and dad are from. And uh, obviously, yeah, traveling would have been super hard this year. No one's really sure what's going to happen. So we just figured we'd move it to next year. There's no rush to it. So yeah, um, made the move to San Diego. I feel like not only for myself to open more opportunities for myself, but Excel has a graphic design degree. So I figured she would, yeah, she would just have more options here. So obviously I love Tucson. I love where I come from. And, um, I think it would just make me, make me appreciate it more. Cool. Was it, what was the hardest part about leaving Tucson? Hardest power about leaving Tucson was the local skate park and the scene felt like, like a dad, you know, like with my brothers, you know, my family and I being super close. Um, obviously that's the hardest part, you know, and I said, well, it's only five, six hour drive. So it's not going to be, not, not, not going to be too bad, but, um, I think the hardest part was that, you know, leaving the skate park and leaving behind the kids that I had, you know, I felt like I had like homework to do to inspire and continue to teach them and to help them grow into who they are now. But, um, I feel like, I feel like if I don't move, then they'll never see a potential chance for them to move, you know? So not only for my brothers, like 
we all still lived at home. You know, none of us had moved away from our parents' home yet, you know, and I was like, well, I figured like time's right. You know, this is, I, I know what I want and I know what I need. And, um, obviously everything fell into place and, um, moving to California, obviously super hard being away from your family, especially now that I haven't seen them in the last four months because of the virus. But, um, I feel like I, I wake up more inspired, more motivated to go out, to get stuff done. You know, I'm riding with friends. I only get to see at events, you know, every once in a while. And so, yeah, just, just building those relationships with the people that I like riding with, you know, and, um, now, now that I'm far away and have my own place and I'm slowly figuring out grown up life, I feel like I'm even more of a motivation and inspiration to my little brothers, my brothers in general and, and all the kids that, that I ride with back home. So cool. Yeah, I think it's just cool. Yeah. Have you, have you found it weird? Like the premises park was such a natural, comfy place to just get down. And now being in San Diego, you have to ride these, you, you basically had a key, a private skate yeah. park at night. So do you find it weird kind of transitioning now to riding crowded skate parks and they're not all just private, yeah. perfect bike parks? Yeah. You know, they're great. There's a million of them, but the premises park was like, that place yeah. looks like oh, yeah. the and best then, place to like hone in your skills. And it's like, and like I said, it's like a second home, not only to me, but plenty of kids, you know, you walk in and there's super welcoming you know all the workers are super welcoming like just the whole energy and the whole vibe there's whatever you can play whatever music you want you know there's there's it was your park basically plus plus basically like my park my family's park and obviously ian ian gave us that you know that luxury of giving us a key and like yeah shout out to ian at premises park really really you know blessed to have that place i really you know polished my riding when when that place opened up and i could i could only be more than thankful for that place and and not not to mention like all the kids that have came out from there or or continue to grow from there you know so it seems like you did an amazing job when you when you were home of like keeping the premises riding pretty pretty just to yourself because i was like you're you're at home time and then you just come to these trips and it'd be like where in the fuck is kevin getting this good from you know and it's like oh yeah. he's got this indoor park he's indoor just been park i gotta play with hiding out in. <laughs> and i mean it's a good thing and a bad thing, you know, because I would I would come home from a trip and I'd be super motivated. Like we we went on the Grand Cayman trip, and um, I got to be on a trip with you know two of my favorite riders, with filmers and photographers, and you know Colin, Colin was just taking like the whole TM role like into play. So it was like I got to be with all these dudes for for ten days, you know, on a, on a trip at this incredible skate park. We're just sessioning daily. And I got home super inspired and it was like, I, I, I got so used to filming every day and, and like working to get a clip to like, uh, back to the training facility, back to the training <laughs> facility. And, but I wasn't like getting stuff done. You know what I mean? Like I was yeah. riding and I was doing it personally. And at, at, the, at, and the, at the end of the day, it's like personal pleasure. You know, it, you do things and you learn things for yourself. But yeah. I was like, I want to be filming. Like I want to be documenting all of this, you know? And my brothers and I all have different, you know, schedules, different routines. We all ride at our different times. We hang out with different friends. You know, we're different ages as well. But I'd show up to the skate park and it would just be me for like an hour, you know. And it's like I can I can ride hard by myself, but it's like who do I have to push and motivate, you know? And then yeah. So it's getting to the point. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was, I was. Who have you been riding in San Diego? Because it seems like you kind of fell into a, a pretty heavy groove right away that you guys have been you've been. Yeah, I, and like and like I said before, it was getting to hang out with friends like you know you dennis chad that i only ever see at events every once in a while you know and we never really get to ride i'm in san diego and you guys are on another trip so i'm never really here um straight away chad invited me to go out filming with him and christian yeah and uh 
one day, you know, getting one clip for IG and one clip just to film with, with Christian. I've never worked with Christian before. I've been, been a fan of his work from the market DVD to every other video project he's made for, for all of his friends, you know. And one clip turned into two clips to five clips to, hey, we should film a video part. Yeah. To now oh. we're working on a video part together, you know. And, and we've made it almost like a routine where in the weekday or on the weekends we go out and film you know, at, at all the spots that I've seen in video parts throughout my life, you know, so it's like super nostalgic for me as well. And obviously I show up to Linda Vista. I'm only like five minutes from Linda Vista. I show up to Linda Vista and Michael Lerner's there, you know, yeah. and so no. completely different style of rider, you know, rides, you know, super, super steep, big quarters, rides vert, and then he'll go and ride the little bone and completely destroy, you know, and so it's just different people, different motivations, different styles, you know, and obviously you learn from everyone. Gary Young, you know, like obviously Gary's been like a, a huge influence for the whole San Diego scene. I feel like from magazines, video parts and everything yeah. I've watched growing up, he's always been like, oh, San Diego's like, that's Gary, Gary Young, you know, and like Demarcus Paul as well, like someone I would never see on an average, not even events, you know, it was very rare to run into Demarcus. So like been hanging out with Demarcus, super cool, super, super fun to hang out with. And yeah, it seems like you naturally just yeah. fell in. You're just part of it now. It's like oh, it's you're just another cool. big name dude that lives here, and it's <laughs> rad. And it sounds like it's really refreshing for you. But then also, I, I hang out with Christian all the time because he lives right down the street from the ramps. And when you're not there, he's like, "Dude, Kevin got like four clips yesterday. You got to see him." So even you know, <laughs> heard, Christian's filmed with a million people. Work. Yeah. So Christian's <laughs> like, it's refreshing to him too because kind of like you guys would only work together on a trip, and now it's like you're on a constant trip. You're seeing oh, all these new spots, cool, and Christian's yeah. like, "I got twenty of these around the corner," yeah, you know. Yeah. So. And like, I, it's working like good I for was everyone. Saying, yeah, and like what I was saying before, like being in Tucson, like there wasn't really BMX photographers. Yeah. So mm, like, yeah. I never really got to go out and hey, let's go shoot some photos today. As yeah. in, like now it's like I'm down to shoot photos whenever with whoever. Yeah. Like, ran into Brandon Means, who I only ever see at events, you know. And like, hey, let's go shoot some photos. Shot some photos. Yeah. 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 Kevin Connors has been coming out shooting photos a- along with Christian and Chad while while we're out filming, you know. And so it's like. Uh, I got to film, you know, with you a little bit in the parking garage and yeah. little things. It's like, I feel like I'm working, but obviously I'm going to be riding regardless, you know? It's yeah, like, honestly, moving to San Diego amidst the, you know, the coronavirus stuff, the COVID stuff is like, uh, you know, a, a solid move, really. Because whatever events cancel, if you were in Tucson, you would just be kind of chilling, right? Yeah, and, and so that was the that was the thing. Like, that AC. Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's with the thing, yeah, like in Arizona, we don't. We either wake up super early, but 9, 10 a.m., we have to go back home. It's way, just way too yeah. hot. It's 105 right now. And yeah. there's a constant fires and, and <laughs> there's a bunch <laughs> of stuff going. Everything's just bursting yeah. into flames. Arizona is amazing. Arizona is, sound, we might sound like I love Tucson. I used to go to Tucson all like the said, time I, back I, then. I love you Arizona. stayed there for that long and not yeah. just – you were making – I am not. I don't like to talk about money a lot, but I know you won X Games in a couple different events. So it's not like you – It wasn't affecting You didn't have enough money to leave. No. Yeah, you chose to live there. Yeah, I chose to live there, exactly. That was one of the questions I have written down is, you know – you seem like you were always stuck on San Diego, but somebody like you, where I feel like a lot of people, if they're going to move, they, they want land and they're going to build their own private ramp park and stuff like that. But in San Diego, it's obviously, you know, it's expensive out here. Yeah. So it, was that ever a consideration? Like, you know, I moved to North Carolina and build my own backyard ramp or something, you know. We'll be right back. Hey, sketch comedy fans, if you like unapologetically uncensored comedy, check out Instant Microwave Fuzz, recorded every week, hot and fresh, and straight out of the microwave. Unscripted jokes, uncensored guests, you're going to have a lot of outrageous improvised sketch comedy fun. You can find us on all the platforms under Instant Microwave Fuzz. Comedy made in an instant. 
Yeah, I mean, amidst the millions of ideas that came into my head before moving, because <laughs> it was like constant flow of ideas. Of course, of, yeah. Of, you know, just doing my homework financially, you know, of being able to to afford to live in San Diego was 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 the biggest question. Like, I don't, I don't know what, what the market's like over here as far as taxes, gas, yeah. food, electricity, whatever it is, you know, all the, all the daily expenses that someone has to go through to live here. So Arizona's affordable, you know, and, and I was making... I've been I've been doing well in BMX to 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 live in Arizona and to be. There's know. a Range Rover parked in the front yard. Oh, <laughs> he doesn't like to talk about the Range. That's you cool parked, though. No one knows about it. Fr- you parked out of my front yard. Uh, neighbors. In the neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean I I. He's blushing right yeah. now. He's a good. Yeah. He's a modest guy, but I'm gonna say that. I mean, we he lived say, at we his parents' house and has a Range Rover. I, That's I feel like you're dope. so good at. I feel. I feel like you're so good at social media, like what you do with your Instagram and everything. Like there's so much thoughtfulness and stuff, but there's also the reverse thoughtfulness that you don't. You didn't put the fact that you moved to San Diego on social media. Yeah. And you don't put the fact that you have a Range Rover. You've had it for three years or something yeah. and it's never been online. So what? You know, you have so much thoughtfulness. Even with, Sorry, Branson, Branson, Branson. Even with his riding, too. Even with his riding, man. Because Branson's. I seen Kevin ride so many <laughs> sessions here, and you know the that a lot of the average pros nowadays, and nothing against it because everybody's different, but they film a lot of stuff. But Kevin's like a Garrett, where it's like his Instagram doesn't even look like how much yeah. he's really riding. You know, he yeah. does such a tasteful job. Yeah. And just very smart with you all kind of it. have a lead time too. But so what? I think, yeah. What what's your what's your approach with it? Like why don't why didn't you post San Diego? Why don't you post a Range Rover? And what's your philosophy with social media? I guess in general. Because you have, I mean, yeah. he's one of the biggest um, followings too. And it's done differently than just, here's me riding, here's me riding, yeah. here's me riding. You get yeah. like three cool photos and I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's try a, to put it together. I think social media is a challenge, you know, because you do get the dudes that only post clip, 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 you know. And at the end of the day, you're only building the market of, of what we have in BMX. It's like, but I feel like if you can go outside of your, your little bubble of BMX and even promote daily lifestyle stuff to eventually working for little companies here and there and promoting stuff for them you know i, I feel like it's, it's completely cool but um i am super conservative conservative when it comes to little things like personal life like there's certain things where sometimes i just get burnt out like i i try too hard mm-hmm. to to put like nice you know good content good photos i only try to put like f- photo you know camera photos you know and, and legit videos and stuff but i feel like sometimes i i overthink and i don't post anything and yeah. then there's days where I'll be like, all right, I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm going to get stuff done, get photos, get, get content, get stuff to post. Some days it's like Kevin Peraza day. It's fun, but Which then I try not to fall into that, you know, that, that hole, that wormhole of, of social media with everything that's going on, all the negativity, you know, and you never know if people are going to like it or not. So insecurity was always a thing for a lot of people because of social media. You yeah. see the things that people have and the things that, you know, people dream about having to remembering where you came from to the little things like that. So I is that made, the negativity you're talking about is like, what, what, what do you mean by negativity? Um, negativity as in like people always have something to say regardless you doing something or not. So I feel like in social media, bullying is super huge when it comes to, to the little things of you post a photo because you're working with a modeling agency and, and because it's not BMX, people are going to hate on it, yeah. you know? And, and I <laughs> yeah. feel like People doing something different. There's not. There's nothing wrong with it. I feel like if you don't like what I'm posting, don't follow me. Yeah. It's, it's like this is my life and this is what I want to post. And and when it comes to people always seeing what other people have, you know, and 
I feel like the word influencer isn't even an influencer to me anymore. It's like you're posting photos in front of your nice car in front of the things that you probably don't even own. And you're yeah. bragging about how you have more than others. And, and maybe some people put it in different words than others. But that's one thing I don't want to push out to like, hey, like this is what I have. Like I don't post photos of my car for a reason yeah. because it's like I, I did it for me. I bought it for me. It was a, it was a treat that I, I said like, I don't know. It's a, it's a dream car. So it's like. I don't have to, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm shy too when it Very comes to cool. stuff like that. So Very cool. You I also do a when, great job of not hurting people's feelings with your writing because you could do that every day. If you, <laughs> if you said, hey, film this every day, you could wake up and be like, oh, Kevin. Well, it's like, I feel like it's a scale thing too though because it's, or a maturity thing because like you had, you had a couple of semi-fancy cars for a little bit and then and now you've like kind of settled on the Toyota. Sorry, I'm talking to Dennis. That's so, okay. Like, We're all talking. Like, We're all talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, like, I think that's like a, it's like a mental shift, you know? And, and I think you've probably just reached a level of maturity where it's like, yeah, I don't really need to flaunt this part of my life. Yeah. And like, it, and not, I think moving to, moving to San Diego was like, I want to post about it, but I don't know how to post about it. And then yeah, I just let it all fall into place. Like I know eventually like I'll write something long up that if people want to read it, they'll read it. And if not, then it, it doesn't matter. But has there been, has there been negative feedback from, you know, like photos of you in a in a tunnel or something like that where it's just like you chilling like do you is there any negative feedback there that and how do you uh, respond to it sometimes you know but it's i go i i take the positive route you know it's like they're hating because they didn't post it or maybe they like the photo yeah. or maybe they're not into it you know and it's like some i would post a lot of photos with it so and i and i still do and i don't i don't think there's nothing wrong with that but for for a minute it was like we get it bro you have a girlfriend <laughs> and it's like <laughs> Hey, hey, this is what I want to post, man. Like, sorry, I love her. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I have a good relationship and we have fun doing things. Like, yeah, that's almost like you're, you know, it's a, it's way different. But some, you love your wife, you know, and you yeah. love riding. And some it's people, best friends, so it's cool. Sometimes there's nothing wrong with posting a car because it could be your baby. Yeah, and you yeah. Love some it. people like, love their, like and my it's, brother it maybe David isn't a font. Yeah, and it's like that's cool. Yeah, you love it. Cool. And like you said, it's the best thing ever. It's just if they don't like what you're posting, they might like you and love you. Just don't follow you. You don't yeah, gotta get so mad. At, what are, what are they the posting? The day, this? Yeah, my mom. Mad. It's like gonna... just don't follow them and still be their fan. Like don't matter. Yeah, at the end of the day, my mom or my dad or my brothers aren't gonna love me any less if I post this or don't post that. You know, but um, yeah, I, I think being conservative as well. You know, being a mystery is also cool. Like people want to get to know you more. So I feel like when it comes to engagement, like uh, especially with like social media engagement. If you post too much, then it's almost like you're burning out all your tricks. So like, I feel like it happens a lot. Like someone posts something on Instagram and it blows up and they get like a streak going, you know, and it's like, oh, who's this kid? He did something cool on social media and then you never see anything again. And then he puts yeah. a video part out and it's the same stuff he posted on social. So it's like, I very, do a, lot of, the, I do a lot of the same basic tricks at contests that I feel like I do the same stuff all the time that if I were to post it on social all day long then it would, it would just get boring. So it's yeah. like, I always find different things to post, like different lines, different show up to a skate park and be like, oh, I've never seen this. But it's not about like posting something that's never been done. It's the fact that like you went out of your way to try something different that no one else has done. It's like, well, there's all these different opportunities. Everyone has a different mentality when it comes to riding. Like and you, you are a legit pro and you have sponsor obligations. I know we've talked about this yeah, before so we, where we you have, don't want to burn out a trick you know because you know you might be on a mongoose trip next month. And yep. You want that trick to film for the part, not just have it in your Instagram. And like you said, then then the video comes out. And they're like, well, his Instagram's just as good as this video. Why am I watching yeah. this? And so it's like it, it comes to that where you see everything on social media. And then when you meet them in real life, they're not that that same person, you know. And so mm -hmm. there's people build expectations. And I think 
like I said before, when it comes to posting like the nice things you have, you also don't, I don't know. I don't believe in having to post or brag or, or to be the bigger person. You know, I feel like with BMX and I, I grew up, you know, with super humble family and super humble friends. So I don't know, like even to a point when I did get the car, it was like, um, am I even like doing something correct in life? Like my dad works 14 hour shift a day and yeah, you know, yeah. and makes decent money. But at the end of the day, he's, he's like, no, treat yourself, get, get the stuff you want. Like <laughs> do it for you. Like I'm happy with what I'm doing. Like I love welding. I love being the mechanic I am. And like, I love putting in the hours. He's super busy when it comes to that. So I've taken that mentality mentality of, yeah, you know, I, I've worked hard. Like if, if I want something, I'm going to get it, but there's no point to brag about it. You know, yeah. I feel like it's a personal, personal goal, personal pre- pleasure, cool. but, um, I can go on. Yeah. No, no, I feel, I feel like that's, you know, that's, that's a, a perfect answer and just kind of shows where you're at. <laughs> Shut up, Kevin. Shut <laughs> up. No, he said I can go on. I can go on. Yeah. I talk way too much. <laughs> you do talk. I love it. It's I feel though. like sometimes you'll come to the ramp and you'll be riding and talking. Yeah. <laughs> then come back up. I couldn't hear you. You were just airing the corner telling me something. Well, let's, let's circle back to the family thing because I, I feel like it, it wouldn't be a Peraza interview if we didn't talk about yeah. your family. Shout out to the Perrazas. Right. They're the all whole the family. Best, I miss you man. all. So, uh, little Eddie, Victor, David, the parents. <laughs> <laughs> so your, your dad rode BMX in, in Sonora, correct? Yes. And he was, um, I, was he a professional or he, I know he, he did like shows yeah, and stuff so, like that. So he ripped basically. I never got to see, I only hear the stories of my dad like being like the, the dude that showed up to the track, you know, and killing it, you know, and, um, and I run into random dudes like in Mexico city or Guadalajara where it's like, I used to race with your dad back in the day. Like he would take like a 16 hour bus ride to Mexico city, win the race, make money to pay for the bus and go back home. So, (laughs) and it's like, I hear stories like that and it's like, yeah, legend. I'm like, what a legend. Um, my dad grew up in a city called Hermosillo Sonora. It's only four hours South of Tucson. Tucson's only 30, 45 minutes from the border. So I've been super close to the whole, you know, Hispanic community. I can, I mean, I consider myself Mexican. My mom and dad are both Mexican. Um, my wife is from the same city, Hermosillo. The, the culture wow. and the whole scene, it, it was super tight knit. So long story short, my dad raced BMX. He was a big metalhead. The reason he moved to Tucson was to race BMX and to ride the tracks mm-hmm. and to go to all the concerts. That's it. And so he'd come to Tucson and um, I did not know about he'd the come to a Def Leppard concert on Saturday and then Ron Wilkerson would do a vert demo on yes. Sunday and he'd be like, oh yeah, you know, you hit two birds with one stone and him and his friends would, would come to a concert, you know, and they would, and then they would bring their BMX bikes or they would buy better BMX products out in, in the States and then take them back to Mexico, you know, and. I'd see, you know, I grew up seeing photos of my dad at the racetrack, doing flatties, doing turndowns, mm-hmm. bow-legged X-ups, you know, like just, just that whole rad, the whole rad influence style, you know, with, with the mullet, you know, the skinny jeans and the cutoffs, you know, it was like the whole style to the music. Um, my wife's dad, uh, Itzel's dad, he actually was friends with all of my dad's friends because of what? music. And so... Is that how you met her, I assume? Yeah, so... At a Def Leppard concert. Like, <laughs> so my wife's dad is a, and her uncle are, are super metalheads, and they grew up in the same group of friends of my dad. So Damn. Uh, her dad actually owned a skate park in the city in Edmosillo from 2000 to 2002. And uh, I sadly never got to ride it. I was, I was barely getting into racing then. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, going back to the story, my dad grew up racing, riding jumps, uh, backyard quarter pipes, just the whole, the whole like BMX culture of yeah. how it started, you know? And, um, 
obviously he got married young, moved to the States straight away. Him and my mom moved to Tucson, had, had kids young, you know, David, myself. I was super active growing up, super, super, super active. I remember my teachers wanted me to get uh, what's that? What's that pill when they make you Ritalin? Rid- Ritalin. So yeah. they wanted me to take Ritalin because I'd see, I'd be sitting in class like, like, like Just, yeah, that's so fidgeting. messed up, man. Yeah, a kid's got I, yeah, too much yeah. activity. Or I, I know I parents my don't work understand. Like thirty minutes Ooh. in, there'd be thirty minutes left of the class, and the teacher would be losing it because I'd just be like, this kid needs a pill because yeah, he so, works a little faster yeah. than everybody else. And um, thank, thankfully, down. thankfully, my my. Uh, pediatrician kids doctor mm-hmm. was like it's not affecting his grades he doesn't need the pill like um put him into sports and i was yeah. already like slowly getting into or racing yeah. yeah so my dad got us into racing racing real young david and i were racing i think i was five or six and um <laughs> like like any other supportive parent you know he would take us to the nationals up in phoenix he would he would obviously pay for our memberships and take us to the track two days a week but i but it wasn't enough it was yeah. like two hours a day two days a week maybe on the weekend yeah. four hours and so my mom put me into baseball straight away like sports sports like yeah. get him doing something but um the whole the whole riding aspect came with my dad my dad rode older brother got got into riding i got into racing obviously i got burnt out of racing real young mm-hmm. started jumping obviously he was already jumping i would see my dad you know do tricks so i, I just thought it was cooler yeah and then, so on <laughs> nice and the rest is history so how I just find it very interesting that all four of your brothers ride BMX. You know, I feel like it's when you have that family aspect, you see it in other things. It's like, all right, two of them ride and then two rode for a year or two. But all of you guys are so immersed in BMX. And like they're all how, so good, but they're all so different, different too. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's, everyone all... always mentions that. Super yeah. crazy. When I look, I look back into how we all started, you know, David and I raced for a long time. And I might have stopped racing before David and David was a little more like more i would say he was already trying to turn a pro so it was like yeah. he was way way more like passionate about racing than i was and i just got into dirt jumping and just riding and stuff so um yeah i think just the styles and everything and and how we are like it, it's just refreshing you know and and to the and to what you said like a lot of my friends that have brothers you know one of them probably rode for a little bit you know and one has a bmx bike and just cruises and or, or they don't even ride, you know? And it's yeah. like, I get to wake up and ride with my best friends whenever I want, wherever I want. It's like, yeah. I'm never by myself. I've never been by myself. Yeah. My, my, my mom and dad did a very good job about that. My dad didn't want me riding street because uh, he got into trouble riding street when he was younger <laughs> and he just knows how it is. Like, obviously, it was still, like, frowned upon for a long time where obviously getting tickets, riding yeah. skate parks. Like, he didn't really let me ride the local cement parks because you could get tickets and get arrested. And uh, obviously pedaling around with my friends, you know, all the distractions that involve being out in the streets, you know, and potentially getting your bike stolen from someone on the street. is was easy. He's always like a parent. He was worried, you yeah. know, so my mom and dad did whatever they could. My dad sold, you know, he raced. Uh, he did drag racing for a minute. He did. He raced Bajas for a minute. Yeah, he got rid of all of his. Too, right? Yeah, he got in. He had like one of the first like V dubs, like Volkswagen bug hydraulic with hydraulics on it. And we do car <laughs> shows and like, yeah breakdancing and just the whole culture of music arts you know he was a he was a painter and a drawer too like he was always drawing stuff and painting stuff so it's like just just the man with many talents and many crafts so he got us in he got us uh super supported you know like so you, you say he sold some of his, sold some of his yeah sold so some you of guys his could race so and... we could yeah so we could afford you know 
whether it was driving to California for a jam for a weekend. Yeah. And maybe we didn't have a hotel room, but Shane at the compound would let us stay in the office room. You wow, know, and we'd crazy. come up to a Stephen Murray jam and and we would stay on the mini ramp and we'd bring a tent. We'd stay there, you know. And the it was, whole, your dad and the yeah, family? The, and the whole family, you know. And that's we'd, amazing. Yeah, we'd that's, drive that's up epic. and stay with yeah. our aunt in Chula Vista, but then we'd drive up all the way to Woodward, you know, yeah. and like... Whatever it was, so you guys like were he, like yeah. a like a team. Like you guys did your own yeah, thing. Yeah, like your like, dad was like the head of the. It was like he sponsored you guys. It was yeah, like, yeah. And so he sold his cars and his motorcycles and, and supported us and helped build us a backyard setup. He was like I said, he was a welder and a mechanic. Yeah. He obviously figured out like the transitions of the quarter pipes. Like him being super <laughs> talented at whatever he is at working. You know, he just made it happen. He built like from recycled scaffolding like from his from his work <laughs> That's amazing. he built like the frames of the quarter pipes he said why am i going to make them out of wood if they're going to rot anyway so let's make them out of aluminum he put cement into the ground put some support built us a, a five foot mini ramp from then a little box gym came up came upon we built like a dirt jump and then we were super inspired by like the lonnie paxton backyard yeah we didn't have dirt we had to get dirt brought into our backyard and we lived in like a pretty like rough neighborhood Whoa. and i think uh my dad the last thing my dad wanted us to get involved with gangs or all the you know distractions there is growing up you know with the kids around and, and just everything that was happening around our neighborhood you know but um it's really cool that he, he took care he of was us a yeah, full-on like, rider and he i'm sure he loved street but he had like the idea of like town's a little rough let's get them a park in the backyard yeah, make sure so they don't get tickets like, did it, yeah did everything possible to so look well. after us you know and what's better to have our kids riding and doing something positive something different let's build the backyard setup there's a skate sorry there was That's a skate okay. park in tucson that i never got to ride it was called celestial it was an indoor park it was a good park and so i never got to ride there i remember watching my dad ride it every once in a while but i may have ridden with your dad then he rode celestial <laughs> he rode celestial you know and there was because there was a contest at celestial that, or a contest or two that we all went to yeah so there was like he, a front ramp in the back you know yeah if like, he rode that contest then i may have ridden with your dad he probably beat me and then the <laughs> <laughs> and um there's a cat yeah, on the so, table. So, yeah. like, long story short, that that skate park closed down. They donated their ramps to churches all over Tucson. Yeah. And uh, my church that we that we grew up going to got donated two five foot quarter pipes and a Roland. Mm. And so, uh, one of those quarter pipes got stolen from the church. Like, sadly, got <laughs> yeah. stolen. So they they said, "Hey, well, you guys are the ones that ride. You guys should take these ramps." We took them to our backyard, and from then on, we started adding adding all the other other things to it. You know, from you build in the middle that was the base yeah that was the base yeah Yeah. and i think we still have photos of the quarter pipe like first air ever you know no coping because i was like what's coping rip that thing off i had no idea (laughs) you know and i was i was probably 12 and so didn't know how to do double pegs but i had colorful bags because i thought it was cool it's little things like that yeah from from riding in the front yard racing speed bump to speed bump with my friends on a race bikes to building a backyard setup to having every single one of my neighbors fall into bmx to like I, I got one of my best friends he just like created, out of a game. He like created we created our own like ecosystem. Ecosystem. you guys yeah. made it happen because there's so much your dad came from mexico mexico which you is know, a like, poor country that's a fact you know nothing against it it's beautiful but he came here yeah He's you know just low. followed his dreams he had his kids and he just kept everything going you guys followed your dreams right behind him and it's like and they, he just they couldn't be more proud yeah. than you right oh, now yeah, to be for sure doing and it's like and living the bmx dream for more real. than grateful yeah my dad gets to come on trips every once in a while i know we're getting ahead on the conversation but no it's all good the things my dad never got to accomplish because there was never that that financial support from his family or sponsors in general 
Yeah. He gets to live that through us now, which is pretty yeah, incredible. Like amazing. he's gone. And even with your years. family, it doesn't sound like you guys were poor by any means, but it it sounds like, you know, most people who have a backyard ramp are these rich kids in Tahoe or whatever. It, but yeah. you guys like <laughs> got apart from the church and just, you just did it all we on your own. We did what we could. Yeah. Like, 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 like we ended up getting a foam pit from a friend. A foam pit. See, that's like, what, mil- from- that's like what millionaires have. And you guys <laughs> we, just like put it in your little dirt lot in the backyard. Dad, yeah. Like my dad welded a frame. Well, did a frame, put a frame together. We put plywood together, got some pallets from the old food city around the corner, put that at the bottom, put a tarp, you know, did everything we could to protect the foam. We were given our foam from Corbin Shira. He's like a racer. Oh, from yeah. Tucson. He's oh, one of the yeah, best yeah. racers yeah. And for, for me of all time, man. So underrated. But he had the foam pit at one of his rental properties of a moto guy. Long story short, they're like, hey, we need to rent this house out. And there's foam pits just been sitting in the backyard. Like, do you guys want it? Damn. Yeah, obviously, we did anything we could to bring the foam <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Hundreds of plastic bags brought the foam into our backyard, but we had dirt in our backyard. We didn't have cement. We couldn't afford to put cement in our backyard, so we would just... Dirt to foam. <laughs> oh, my dirt God. Dirt to foam. So... Oh, my God. <laughs> in Arizona. <laughs> Rattlesnake Crazy. breeding ground. Yeah, so like, sounds just like hard work with like the love yeah, for what like, you do. Yeah. Just like you guys, it was so natural. Like All this stuff sounds like you need a million dollars to do it, but yeah, it's just but you and your it, family just doing what, what you love. And that's the thing, you know, and I feel like getting ahead in my conversation, like going to Mexico to ride smaller contests and stuff while I, while I was getting better, you know, a lot of kids would say like, Oh, he lives in the States. He has everything. He's super spoiled, but they had no idea that they had better. And Tucson didn't have skate parks to ride premises. I was only been around for 10 years and And, I've been riding, you know, I've been riding for, you guys have cement parks now. So we have cement parks. Yeah. But a lot of the cement parks were, were a little strict, like revolving door, skate only tickets, impounded bikes. Um, when Chandler was, Skate Park. When was like your first, you know, what was it? Was there like a breakout like event or, you know, when you got sponsored or something where you were like, oh shit, I can do this? Was there, because I, I, I think I, I read another interview that you weren't necessarily like wanting to be pro, but you just wanted to go to events and you wanted to be a part of it. Was there like a, a single point that you were like, oh, I can actually like make a living and be a pro? Yeah, I think like like everyone, you don't you don't start with like, okay, I'm gonna get good at this. I'm gonna be the best in the world. I'm yeah. gonna win medals. I'm doing I'm this make for money. A like this is like yeah, I can't wait to get paid. It was never yeah. like that. I had yeah. no idea what what level I needed to be at to be pro. Like I would I would do it because I loved it. My dad loved it, and I loved it. And I felt like I was addicted to riding. I would ride every single day. Yeah, I would go into the bike shop. Uh, it's called Aho Bikes, and uh, I would go into the bike shop. And my friend Noe, which we'll get to in in the next conversation, but I would go in there and. And I couldn't afford parts and I couldn't afford to buy Ride BMX magazines because they were six bucks. And so I'd sit in there for half an hour, read the mag and try to fix up my bike as best as I could. You know, became friends with them, fell into the culture of BMX, became a super fan of every rider that I looked up to, that everyone that was in magazines. Obviously, you know, the internet uh, phase for me wasn't super big until I was like in school. So I was watching BMX videos and I could never really like buy DVDs. It was never a thing like... They were given to me by other friends, like other bike shops that were supporting me started giving me those like more into, into BMX, more, that, more when I started like riding contests. But um, I think when I found out about contests was when my dad said like, oh, it's a better way for you guys to get better. Like Chandler Skate Park got built an hour and a half away. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the very first like double coping spines I've ever rid- rode in my life. And it was like, I grew up racing, riding dirt and a pretty beat up backyard setup. We didn't have a spine. Yeah. to riding this scary six foot double coping spine like i fell in love you know it was it was either i was riding street ditches 
so there's like that trails there's in the that, racetrack you know there's that like, element of like coming from riding really shitty bumpy awkward well, makes transitions you, makes the perfect transition feel all oh that yeah much better well that's that's what i i just fell in love with riding ramps to a point where the better i got the more fun i was having the more doors that were being open to me as far as like tricks to learn you know and like like anything you get good at something the more you do it the better you get and the more fun you you have with it so like i said big fanatic of the sport you know a kid with a big dream of like i want to go watch one of these events one day yeah. we drove to vegas uh with one of my dad's friends he invited us to like an old ricardo laguna dirt contest what were they called x-lete extreme thing extreme it was extreme thing. thing but it was called x-lete when i went you were an X-Lete at Extreme Thing. Those <laughs> <laughs> were sick. It was like and a dirt so, jump contest surrounded by like ICP fans. Yeah, like, it was yeah, insane. weird. Like Las Vegas concert. Las Vegas. Yeah, and that was like one of the first. It was a good dirt I contest, really got to see. Yeah, and it was like, I remember like the guys that I saw in magazines were at that contest. Yeah. You know, like, did you ride it? I didn't ride it. Oh, no, okay. I was I was way too young and okay. I, I wasn't even. Oh, how old were you? Good. Sorry, I misunderstood. Mm, Thirteen or fourteen. Oh, okay. And so yeah, like Ryan Scherz went eighting up the rolling. Like Adam yep. Baker did the first yep. flip double whip. James Foster's wow. got snake bites and yep. he's this little emo kid yeah. that doesn't nobody knows, you know. And it's like <laughs> shout out to Foster. Yeah, Fo- yeah, you know, and Foster like I saw Foster. No, I was, was definitely like, I was at that he, event because I shot Baker's flip double whip and Scherz one yeah. eighty. Yeah, so and so it's like, Gutler was there, Cam White was there, and it's like these are the dudes I see. At, at, at x games and riding dirt and i think i, got, I can't even remember who else was there but like yeah. nikes was there you know and with within time like my dad said like this is super cool like this is super cool like i, I didn't grow up seeing contests like this you yeah. know and then all the vans that are ride on on, vid, on youtube you know and all the contests that were online that i got to see um obviously ride bmx did an incredible job with with pushing that out to the kids like videos content magazines yeah. everything you know and it's like I would rip the my favorite photos out of the magazine and I would hang them on the on the wall and I'd say one day I'm gonna jump down a stair set like like Dennis like Garrett like yeah, yeah. like Gary I'm gonna override something gnarly like Harrington you know it's like yeah that's what I wanted to be able to do like posters of Bowen on my wall and then I met Bowen you know and I met him at a at a Stephen Murray benefit jam you know and I had ran into Stephen Murray before and so my dad's like that guy was super nice to us he was. I can't believe what happened to him. Poor guy. Like let's, Corey let's, Bowen or Steven? Steven. Steven Murray. Oh, yeah, so Steven. we got Both met Steven Murray amazing. at the compound. Like, I know I'm getting completely off topic. No, no, no you're not. I'm no, just all good. bad at listening sometimes. Um, yeah. Following now. My dad <laughs> built an extension on our bike rack. Mm-hmm. And we would just invite friends, like, pitching money for gas. We're driving up to Riverside. We're going to these jams. We're going to San Diego. And we'd, we'd invite, like, some of our closest friends. And uh, we'd go and sleep at the skate park. And, like, we'd run into guys like Steven Murray, you know. And it was, like... From little contests and little jams like that, where we fell in love with the culture and the people that were there, like I felt welcome straight away. Like me following a young TJ Ellis through the trails, Andre Ellison. Like, yeah, yeah. I think Dennis was there. Like Heath Pinner was there. Like all these, all these pros. Hucker wasn't even Hucker yet, but he was there. Like young Larry Edgar when he was on volume. Like yeah, absolutely destroying the compound. I remember like, those just days. Made me fall in love with with yeah. BMX in I think, general. I think man. I've like, heard. I think I've heard you say something like that, where it's like, and you, if you go to the park and play baseball, you're not gonna run into. You're not gonna a run pro, into yeah. a pro baseball. You know, yeah. you had a pretty good thing going where you're like involved in the the arizona and mexico scene you know which is like really different but amazing on its own but then you could just go six hours and it was like you're, you're doing trains with tj ellis and, yeah, Andre and, so Ellison like, and young larry edgar and justin spreets there it's like 
you had this amazing thing where you could go back home and be part of like a whole different culture. And then six hours away, it was like fudge or shooting photos. And it was yeah. like, boom, like the Mecca of it. And you could just get, jump in and out and like, it's get, cra- yeah, it was taste super it. crazy. And so that's, that's, that's what got me hooked was, yeah. was being able to run into my Kobe Bryant's, you know, and you could and, just jump into the real life yeah, or not the real life, but jump crazy. into the, the, the things you see in the magazines. Yeah. Like, yeah. Boom. I'm like, here. I'm here, you know, and Bowen at the end of the day that, gave me a pair of his gloves was like so rad watching you rip behind like behind me and all the boys like we need to get Bowen like, on here off yeah, topic but crazy. I wanted like, I, uh, I miss that guy yeah. we should talk to him incredible know you know will, and, and like like a pro I, I get to I get to feel that now you know where like I inspire kids to to be something they could only dream of you know and I was a kid just like every other kid that's looking up to a pro yeah. you are that guy now yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, you happen it's, to get better than everybody yeah. <laughs> without even trying it's such a blessing though like I ran into Bowen who I, would, I only had posters of on my wall of him three-peating at X Games Dirt and it and he's given me a pair of his gloves that he used that day and, and he's telling me I have a bright future and that I could eventually be on a on a, on a rolling with him one day to keep having fun and to yeah. keep doing me and it's like He's not telling me that was a motivation you ne- you needed at that moment yeah, to keep like, it going. Yeah. As a kid, like I cherish those moments for life. I yeah. still have the T-shirt like Robbie Morales, Dave Dillaward, yeah. and all those dudes signed <laughs> for me that day. Like crazy. And it's like when it comes to things like that, like going to contest into Mexico and the scenes building up, and you're going in and you're learning and you're slowly competing in in amateur classes. Like like I said, I rode Chandler and I'd never jumped the spine before. We went to a contest in Hermosillo, and there's they fill up this this arena with with all these ramps from this this the smaller company that they were hosting like it was like i believe it was like the first week of june every year back to back and i and i remember going as 13 and under and and i won the 13 and under beginners class and i did my first 360 over a spine and i landed dead flat i didn't even know how to do a <laughs> wall ride i was still doing foot plants on the wall because i couldn't wall ride yeah <laughs> and it was like this is the spine like this is perfect like it's got a little gap in the middle it's like a box i'm just going to three it and I won the and I won the kids class. Yeah. Next year came around and I would just build up like motivation for me to grow and to be better better to come back next year and be like, I want to do better than I did the year before. You know. Yeah. E- experts class came into play and, and I won the experts class. Yeah. And then the year after that I was like I don't know if I could even compete against these pros. The pros in Mexico at the time were 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 killing it. You know. And it's like you you had some of the best dudes that were riding for Haro Red Bull vans. Nike, there's all these all these pros in Mexico that I was like, damn. So these are the pros in Mexico. Yeah, and uh, and and from that influence, you know, I I just got addicted to getting better. You know, yeah. and David and I would go to these contests. Victor and Eddie were way too young at the point. They were they weren't even riding riding like we were. You know, and um, I'm 25. Victor's gonna be 19. So yeah, six years. Six years apart. Victor's not even riding yet. You yeah. know, but. We're at these contests in Mexico and David and I are, are building challenges to ourselves. like, hey, last year we competed in this class. Let's move up this year. And it's this small little contest in Mexico, but it was so motivational for us to, to, to grow in a full year to come back, you know, and, and to try new tricks. Like, I remember him and I learning, like, the craziest stuff in the contest. Like, we didn't have a foam pit then, you know. It was yeah. like, the foam pit came after. And so we're back in the day when you learned the tricks when at, we learned contest. at contest. That's amazing. You had the you jumped down to the Mexico scene that you know we didn't really know about, and then you came over to the California scene at the same time. Like, and so I'm getting, that, a taste and they of didn't all know this. about that. You got to you had it's these so two crazy. really cool things family, going on. If, having a supportive family just makes all the difference. All the in difference, the world, and it really know? does. Like, and that's one thing I can. Tell and the international right now, family too. You know? That's super yeah. dope. Yeah. Being able to bounce back and forth between cultures like that. Yeah, and 
and going into Mexico wasn't super super easy you know obviously it costs money to fly down south and i yeah. think one of the very first oh you're flying down there when you're doing so like, all this no we were driving into the into the first contest like the first little jams there were there was one in hermosillo a little jam and i actually posted a photo recently of like my first it was like the first photo ever document documented documented of me at a, at a contest and i'm doing this really bow-legged like not extended superman and I, and i for some reason like out of everyone that rode that contest, I, I was probably in the kids' class. But I, but I'm doing this bow-legged Superman, and I'm like smiling and like cringing in the camera. And the, and the news, the local newspaper put me on the cover of the newspaper that weekend. <laughs> and, and it's like I still have that photo. And it's one of those things where it's like that was the first contest I ever rode. That's cool. And I, I didn't even know it wasn't like. I think the best part about it, you know, where I grew up racing, and I would see a lot of my friends' parents be super strict with them. That a lot of my friends got burnt out really easy yeah. and, and stopped riding completely. As in, my dad would say, "Go out there, have a good time. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. Every every day is a learning process. Yeah. Every day is a learning curve. If you fall, then you know what you did wrong. The next time, you're not going to fall." The contest was just a fun day. And the contest the, was just the a next fun day, day. You guys are going to go do something different. Yeah, because I'm riding these small little events, and my dad has no pressure of anything. Like we. We financially got there. We were there. We were having a good time. He got to see the culture again. He got to be involved with the, the people and the friends that he grew up riding with that we're now putting these little events on. Um, it's it's crazy. It really is. Like, I mean, I, that, it I, seems I like you, same, you have that same mentality even with like X Games stuff. I was going to say that. Yeah, like it, it's like it's almost carried, carried over. And sometimes I want to be like, you're lying. You know, like, <laughs> like <laughs> but. a fees in China. One of those fees I went to is like the middle of nowhere, oh, China. And, yeah. and he ripped up the park contest. I think your bike got there late. So you like, yeah, you didn't have all the practice, but you still just like killed it with like a few practice runs. And then you went and rode the, the street contest that I didn't even know there was There's one. And contest, I looked over yeah. and you were riding a street contest, like harder. I was like, this run could have won like street X games. <laughs> like if this was like, yeah. you know, like what is he doing? He's, you just, you're just, cause just you're, riding. you're just yeah. riding. It's just riding. It's beautiful. And I think a lot of the riders I look up to from, you know, it's, you don't throw yourself in one closed-minded circle of, I'm only going to ride ramps. You know, I didn't grow up riding ramps, and I grew up riding everything. So yeah. it's like, some days I didn't have a backyard setup, and I was riding the front yard, and I was riding the curb. And it was a two-foot curb, but I was one-eighting up and half-cabbing off. Yeah. And I learned every single foot jam trick in my front yard. And I, th I think if I go back now to our old home, there's still black marks on the road <laughs> I, I christian and chad out, were talking yeah. about like dude he is so good and i'm like yeah no shit he won a dirt x games a park x games he's been he, did, he killed it on the, yeah. the real street x yeah. games i'm like why would you not expect this and they're like oh yeah that is that sick he's been doing that like he is that good huh i'm like yeah he is that good i don't know i, I guess we're naturally jumping, jumping around a little bit but like the the feast events like those are pretty serious events these days. Yeah, especially and, now with all the federations being involved, super serious. So. And I, I don't, I don't know how to structure this sentence, but like, there's a lot of dudes that are taking it very serious. And I, sometimes I think you're taking it serious, but I can't tell. <laughs> but there's, but I think that that sort of um, mentality that you have with it, like, kind of pisses off some of the other guys. I think so. <laughs> and so, uh, I, I, I mean, I had a... I had Pisses a me off. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, had, I mean, I went to Feast Japan. That was the only Feast I had ever been to. And there was a direct quote, and it came from one of the judges. So I, I'm pretty sure I know it's true that... I'm, uh, I'll just fucking say his name. Marin Rantes said, how did Kevin make finals? He's bitching to the judge. How, do, how did Kevin make finals? He didn't even do anything hard. 
Yeah, and I... I so I'm, I'm being an antagonist <laughs> And right Kevin's now. like, yeah, it wasn't hard. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, like, I, <laughs> I don't but know. that's the thing is I think that's <laughs> the sure way Kevin he... sure Kevin can't answer that question. That's the way he carries himself yeah, with yeah. it where it's like, oh, yeah, like I'll just do the Superman seat grab and like and look at the crowd because I'm having fun <laughs> and I'm doing what I want to do. Mean, and so it, I think that was one where I think you qualified first or second. I qualified first in the qualifiers. And, and that course was very basic. That course was very basic, but when you wrote it, it looked so like, you know, everyone else was doing the, the we, most amazing tricks, you know, the the gymnastics style tricks, Gary would yeah. call them, which are beautiful. Yeah. But yeah, you went yeah, out there and did it. Sure. You rode the course way different. We're doing crank arm slides and cab whips and then, and then oh, huge wow. Superman seat grabs and and I think that's what showed, you know? And then that's why those guys don't get it, because I did a flip triple whip too, you know? What the heck? Yeah, like, I mean, which, I think it goes back to the basics, you know, where you're at a contest where, yes, it's a serious contest. Like, And, and I feel like a lot of guys that say they're not competitive are, are going to lie to you and say, like, I'm competitive to myself. And at the end of the day, I'm, I'm doing, I have this mental vision or I visualize this run of what I think is cool. And if one of my friends does the trick that I had visualized, I'm not going to do it because I have respect for, for my friends doing that trick. But because then it turns into a competition, like my friend right before me did a three whip to table and I either have to do it better than him, higher than him, smoother than him or, or change your or, trick or change my <laughs> trick. Yeah. And so I'd rather just change my trick. But I don't think those dudes have that ability to do that. They've been working for three days on the run. You know, like the run, the run that they have that has the best score. You know, and to those guys is defense. It's it's their livelihood. You know, they might ride for their country that's paying them this much money to do good in these contests. Where Kevin's got seven hundred options that year of what. Yeah. is going to be cool so i think it's you know the stress that those get, guys it's get just, it's there's just a little pressure because like that dude got like 14th or something like however many they got in the finals like he was out by a spot or two like it, yeah took 12. i mean i'll so be honest a couple I out, and then he was like and he was like how did the guy that got first make it into finals like he yeah didn't, he's like i don't understand how he made it to finals like and it's just like well, that's it. Th- those guys are training in their resi rooms and yeah, they don't I, see what Kevin's doing. And that's why everybody in front of him, he's probably like, oh, they did an extra whip, you know, like he could understand yeah. it. And I don't get why Kevin crank arm sliding. He crank arm slid the side of the box jump. Like, you know, like it's probably <laughs> yeah. it's probably really confusing when you're just staying in your very small little and I world. Think when it when it comes to riding for myself, like I see there's, you know, there's 12 of the best dudes in the finals and they're all doing the same line. It gets boring. Yeah, and yeah. to the judges, it gets boring. And I mean, I'm not a judge, but if, if I'm on the course and I'm watching 12 guys do the same thing, I'm going to be like, oh my God, another, another one. And it's like, no offense, but it's not even about doing the hardest tricks. It's where you do them, honestly. And I think a lot of that yeah. factor comes into play. Like I jump the box and I, and I get my speed and I figure out the speed for the box to, to an extent. And I don't even trick it until I have to trick it. Yeah. So I know what I can do over a box, but can I do the same thing over this crazy weird pocket wall? You know? Yeah. And it's like. Being different is a factor I really look into into play for contests. And I and I remember Marin saying that exactly like I was maybe five or ten feet away. I remember. <laughs> and and it's like I don't know, like no offense. I'm friends with Marin. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm still yeah, friends Marin's with him. Cool. I'm just, sure he's not he's not trying no, to he's dig not, you. Not against yeah. me. It was you against just lose the judges. it, I yeah. think, at a certain point when you don't make finals and well, you have so all this much, pressure yeah, on so you. There's so much pressure yeah. and like with him not making it in, you know, and it's like I get it, you know, like you're you go into defense mode and you, you wanna know why you didn't get scored better than than a few other guys, you know. And like I said, I like Marin, he's super awesome, but I heard that and, and you know, you come to that extent of like, ah, oh, like that's that that's what they think. Like and yeah, you, he thinks you he get didn't do insecure. anything hard. Yeah, so it's like you get insecure and it's like, 
I, well, I did what I wanted to do. Like, I can, I can do everything else that everyone's doing. Like, I, yeah. I've done all those tricks before. Like, I learned them all, but it's like, they're, they're not fun for me anymore. I think at the end of the day, a lot of guys will fall into that, you know, mental battle. There's, there's a lot of pressure now. A lot of federations that are paying for their travels. Like, I, I love that a lot of my friends that weren't financially set with sponsors with budget are now traveling because of the federations. Like, I think that's incredible. Yeah. But you're traveling 16 hours across the world to a country that you don't, you've never been to to a city you've never been to with all this history and you're right next to this atomic bomb site and there's all this history the least you can do is enjoy it you have oh you have two <laughs> one minute runs the least you can do is enjoy it like yeah. i'm not gonna sit on a 17 hour flight to japan and beat myself up because i didn't make it into a final despite me doing good or not and it's like i enjoyed what i did despite making it into finals like i love what i do and like yeah. yes we're competing against all these dudes for points and for medals and for prize money and for trophies and whatever it is but there's a crowd which means we're giving them a show yeah. and so yeah. a superman sea grab is relatable to a crowd it, it really is and yeah, it's like yeah. how can i get the crowd hyped i'll do a superman sea grab yeah. I, I mean love, a good I superman sea grab is relatable to any bmxer too because yeah. you can do a terrible like, one and it's like Ugh, but if you do a real good superman sea grab yeah. everyone and likes and that and it goes into the basics like like a superman sea grab like i love the trick from from when Nasty and Lavin used to do like the dirtiest ones, like yeah, to to still bring in those tricks around, you don't see them anymore, even though they can all do them. So it's like, how can I step outside of the box? I'm gonna do tricks that no one's doing, whether they're easy or not. And like throwing a simple Superman in a contest run to hype up the crowd, which hypes up the MC, which the MC gets hyped on yeah. you. You you create this ball of energy in the contest in the whole the whole atmosphere of the of the event like this we're, is my we're recording stage. this you're telling contest secrets right now <laughs> it, it, but i'll tell next everyone. year everyone's gonna a, like be doing a, a show before i they think drop that's in. the thing though is like kevin puts together like a pretty package you know like he okay, understands it's almost like technical going, tricks going back to the <laughs> the v sandwich thing like it's almost that version of it with with uh i don't know <laughs> but way over <laughs> no it's the same it's thing like a, Looking it's at bread it like a, lettuce meat mustard uh, yeah. you know like the you whole package. taste it all yeah. yeah the the fucking the the superman sea grabs the pickle yeah you know like Just, like it's that no, type for of sure. thing he looks at the whole like, picture from yeah the beginning of his run to yeah. to the end of his run and, and putting it all yeah. together beautifully because it's not the tricks you do you it's, know it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's it has to start hard end hard the middle's got to be dope it's like, like a book it's like a book it's got to catch yeah. your attention at the beginning it's like a sandwich yeah. it's like a sandwich so and i say i say the book as an example because like you people judge books by their cover all the time yeah, yeah. and and like a photo you judge it's almost like the, the practice runs or something like yeah. and, I, you and i hear open it the all book. the time and and dares being one of the greatest ramp riders of all time and like, shit talkers and shit talkers he's he's a he's a good friend and he says i never know what you're gonna do yeah he's like i don't know what you're gonna do yeah. i said i don't even know what i'm gonna do it's all it all just fluctuates on how i feel and i feel mm -hmm. like BMX is all about the feeling. BMX is all about how you feel that day. Like if, if I don't feel like riding hard today, I'm not going to ride hard today. I don't, there's days I don't want to do any tricks as in, and then there's days where I show up and it's only a semifinal and I feel the best I have the whole week. And I've, and I've been riding street the morning prior before and after while everyone took the shuttle to the contest, I was riding an hour before warming up, yeah. sessioning with my friends. Oh, like, Oh, we have practice in 15 minutes. We better rush. Yeah. I show up. I'm already warmed up. And everyone drops in super hungry, trying to warm up on this park, not enjoying it, not even the practice. It's a big tease. They, they build us these incredible courses and we only get one hour practice yeah. and I just want to keep riding. So it's like, I'm like, all right, this is the time, like full throttle. I'm going to do everything I can to have fun, to do things that stand out, to bring 
a little bit of everything, you know? And it's like, why not? Do you think the other competitors, the ones that are serious, respect that? Or do you think they just don't get it? Or disrespect it, I guess. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I I try to be as... as because you, you know, know all those with all, everyone as I can. All those you know? dudes are there to win, essentially. Yeah, and get, yeah. And and I feel get like points and stuff like that. So it's like if I'm there too, I'm there at a contest. I'm, I'm. You want to be? You want to be in the Olympics? Yeah, I potentially. I'm, I'm, I'm at the contest because I potentially want to be on a podium. But it yeah. doesn't kill me if I don't make it in. You know, it's yeah. like, it's always a learning experience, regardless. Like I didn't, I didn't place today. Like I did everything I could. Well, maybe they're looking for more of this. Oh, that's cool. Whatever. Yeah. Like, and it, and it doesn't phase me. As in, there's other times where I'm like damn it like i've washed out on a fakie like what the hell am i doing like yeah. oh, today wasn't the day yeah. and then I, I see dudes launching their bikes and kicking their back wheel in because they they're taking their anger out on their bikes because yeah they've been working super hard for this one weekend as in like oh like i'm healthy i'm gonna go back home tomorrow i'm just gonna ride tomorrow anyways like yeah. who cares like i guess that goes back to riding you know what, and it's like what dennis says is, is this is for a lot of those dudes, this is the moment. This is the moment. They're yeah. going home to train for the next one, yeah. and you're going on a trip, you know, yeah, like and, to the and Cayman and Islands. Like to go, so go, go back lucky. and film a, film a Christian <laughs> and do whatever else. And, and I'm very lucky. Like I really am, you know, where... But that, that's what BMX is all about. I wouldn't say like, lucky. You just set yourself up to where you like to ride everything, and it doesn't put you in one yeah, position. And, think, and there's nothing wrong with focusing on one thing, but that is where you're going to... My bike setup is different from a lot of ramp riders riding fees. Yeah. Uh, four pegs, free coaster, heavy as hell, no yeah. brakes, you know, and... A lot. I don't. Even, my tires are big as hell, and I have low PSI, and it's like, <laughs> I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> but then I, but I feel like I'm in my, I'm in my zone. Like I'm, I'm my own me. Like in life, like you are yourself. There's I've, no one like you in yeah, life. Yeah. So it's like, why do I have to copy everyone's setup? Like this is what I want. Like, and I've, I've heard a few people say like, yo, you should try to lighten up your bike, and it's like, I like it like that. Like yeah. because I can go out after this contest. And go jump a 16 stair and my bike's going to hold up, you know, and that's what I want. Like, I want to be able to ride and, and I feel like throughout my life I've evolved with, oh, I don't know if I want to pick up my seat or put a thin seat or a fat seat or brakes or no brakes or coaster or cassette or pegs, no pegs to, to like, this is what I want now. And like, I love this. Like, yeah. I can ride anything everywhere and I, and, and I love how my bike feels. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I rode this weekend, well, the, this, this last time I was in China. I rode park, qualified into finals, and I was riding the street contest prior park finals because it was cold. I just wanted to ride. I was like, I'm cold. I just want to go ride. I'm riding the street contest, and, and I won street best trick right before the park finals that got rained out, sadly got rained out. And the only reason I didn't ride the dirt finals was because it interfered with my park practice. And I was like, well, like, the dirts are like, they're whatever. Like, they're kind of weird, right? Three straight jumps. Yeah. It was like... Yeah. They're fun. Like I rode the, the semifinals. Like I did what I wanted to do. Like there's not really much I'm gonna turn up instead of. It's just. It's at the end of the day, I was like, it's just gonna be more content. Yeah. And I feel better for park, and I'm just gonna cruise the park anyways. Like, yeah. and there's times where like, yes, I'm not super competitive, but I pick and choose my battles. Like, well, I could skip park practice and possibly podium in dirt, but then if park happens, then I won't feel ready. Yeah. And ready as in like ready to play, you know? And yeah. When you said, like, do you think they respect it? Like, uh, I don't know. Like, yeah. um, I try to stay mutual with everyone and all the relationships and people I meet at contests. There's a lot of, like, close-minded dudes and obviously guys that are there with federations that don't know BMX and don't understand why I don't. Different cultures Different cultures, well. yeah. yeah and so I don't think it, it, where they're not necessarily, like, 
I don't know. But I don't want to insult them and say they're no. not BMXers, but they didn't grow up. They didn't with grow up with the culture, the same, the the same, same culture that we do. So it just it just clashes with us. Where it's like, yeah, it's well, not it's like, really yeah, about he's all doing the all the tricks. No, and, it's, and that's what so. I said. It's not about the tricks. You can get a kid doing all the tricks he wants, but if it doesn't look nice, you know, like, oh well, three sixty tables are super easy. Like, how many people do flip triple whips? It's like, yeah, but I can go and learn that tomorrow. Yeah. And not no offense, but it's like, I work hard, just as hard as people do to learn flip triple whips or flip double whips as I do to make a 360 table look good. Like yeah, I work yeah. hard to make it look yeah. good and that, and that takes time. It's not overnight. And so I have a lot of passion with a lot of the tricks that I do because it's like simplicity. Yes. Perfection. Yes. Height. Yes. Style. My own style. Like it creates a personality in my writing. Like I... I'm very joyful when I ride. Like I forget about every problem in life when I ride my bike. So if I can spread that to the crowd, to the people watching, like I've I've heard stuff from people that like with all the federations being there, there's all these like nutritionists and like psychiatrist, psychiatrist, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, psychologists or of a sport, sports, sports, uh, sports doctors yeah, and like yeah. coaches and and they say I don't really understand a lot of stuff you do because it's really different from everyone else. But it, I felt a lot of joy from watching you ride like and that was really fun to watch and it's like oh cool she doesn't know bmx or he doesn't know bmx but i put a smile on their face like that's cool for me like that, and that's really refreshing for me i mean i i feel like i'm just not a podcast just makes me i feel like i'm just gonna say negative stuff all the time but say it's it. like what it, it's like it's like my problem Don't my problem back. with the fee stuff is like when when they have a score it's like all right a cash roll whip is worth x points so everybody's gonna Do drop it you know, like, score for tricks. you know, you know, like the that nitro event that they had, where they actually had predetermined scores for tricks. Oh well, you had to call out your yeah. run. It was like and three so you jumps, had to three tricks, and they would say like, okay, well, if you do that run, it might be scored this. Yeah, it's like and it was it was pretty wild. I know Dennis's eyebrows definitely furrowed. Right now. Was, mean, that, I, was that so just, just jumps or was it? It was like the resi jump thing. I don't you know? really like, see fees being like that, but they do have a criteria of like. But big, there's like big tricks. Yeah, like there's the dude. I feel like the dudes see Logan Martin. And they see what he does and they go, all right, he gets scored really well. I need to learn those tricks. And then that's why there's, there's, it's like a, a, a homo- homogenization of like tricks in, in those style of events where it's like, it's a bunch of tail ups and it's a bunch of bar spins and it's, and it gets a little redundant and it almost everybody starts looking the same because they're all searching for the guy that has the best score, yeah. which is Logan Martin. And I think and that- everybody's trying to look like Logan Martin and do the same tricks <laughs> that Logan Martin is. And this is where people don't like me. That really happens with the, uh, you know, but that really happens with the basic courses. I think the more you dumb down a course, yeah. Oh, yeah. the more you see that Logan's winning and, and you don't, I have a and you don't and reward and, and I'm going to do this stuff. Creative writing. Well, or it's really hard to get reward. creative, you know, when, if there's yeah, no sub rail, yeah. if there's yeah. no this and that, yeah. like a lot of guys, like I've talked to Michael Laren about it and he's like, one of the most amazing big ramp riders. A lot of people don't know that because they just see his everybody, everybody, yeah. Everybody that sees Michael ride, they are like holy. If Dutour was around literally. still, those courses had fences you I could jump he over. Won, like, one of the first free float tours. Yeah, Michael. Yeah. So it's like, and he's like one of those the best courses park. though had options. You didn't have to even no foam pit necessary no. if you really wanted. You know, you you could like Morgan Wade versus Josh Harrington versus Dave Mira. Yeah. You know, big yeah. pockets in the rails and the curve wall. Now with the dumbing the down of the courses, it's it's getting confusing for people. And well, it's like when Kevin does good, it's like what the heck he didn't do the box jump trick we yeah, were and expecting I think, and i think that's where kevin stands out to a nurse you know like like wow <laughs> like he you did stuff that and how he smiles really the whole cool. time he's and he does, yeah <laughs> That's, oh, he's cute and he smiles oh, and that's your grab was now. nice when he looked at me yeah. and winked <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. I, I mean, I, I just feel like it's, I, I respect all of that writing, of course, you know, it's yeah, just hard. Same. It's just, it's hard when you're watching, like you're saying the, they're all turning into each other almost. Because well, when you're watching the best guy and then, they're, and, each then other. and then there's the guys that aren't as good as the best guy trying to be the best guy. And that's a difficult thing where it's like, you're not, it's, it's, you, you can compare like this, uh, I don't we're kind of, I'm trying to find an analogy. Like this is the fastest car. This is the second fastest car. This is the third fastest car. And that's, well, that's, that's what's pretty cool it. though. When you get a guy like Brandon Lupos in there, who's, you yeah. know, you could say similar, but he's different because he's he just different. like sending so it and throwing bangers. Oh, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, we didn't expect when, him, but maybe and, he's winning now. And under yeah. pressure, he's a yeah. beast. And it's like, yeah. and he doesn't. He just sits there during practice when you see everyone else just working on their runs. Cases right? a few hips and laughs about it, and then he's. Yeah. And I then like they call Lu- his name. Lupo's is kind of on your level too, because I mean, different. he goes, he goes, he goes to the Vans events, and he and he kind of transcends that stuff. So I think he all, wants all, it too, you know. And yeah, I think he, he treats all, everything all exactly Lupo's. the same. Like, I, I love Lupo's. So yeah, I'm not even even everybody else. Like I just think it's when you're watching it from an outside. I thought we were getting negative here. What happened? No, fuck everybody except no, for Logan Martin. You talked about some negativity. Now you're giving no everyone negativity. props. What is this budget? <laughs> no, I just you know I I think you know when I, I make when I make a video when I make a video and I have to choose a YouTube thumbnail, it's like generally Kevin gets the thumbnail <laughs> because True. he has something that looks good and it stands out from everything else. Where it's like, all right, this True. guy, and something over a hip, like, Oh, like we got a good angle of this hip and it's like, all right, everybody double whips the hip or something. Z like was showing me some shoot. photos from a monster contest and he's like, dude, everyone's sequence except for here. I got 20 good photos of Kevin. Yeah. Cause you just keep doing yeah. cool. You're Kevin like, and Pat. like yeah. Kevin and Pat from all of those monster triples events, Kevin and Pat. They know they got the most. I have the most like when I organize all eclipse, Kevin and Pat, longest timeline, but (laughs) you know, and same for Jeff when he's shooting photos. It's just like it's picturesque bike riding, it's good looking bike riding to the point that uh, the nurse can tell that as well. She doesn't know how to how to describe it. Down whip to regular. Yeah, she doesn't know why she enjoys it, but she enjoys it. I think the challenge too. It's like a mental challenge for me to show up to a course and be different you know it's like how can i make this course different if everyone's riding this line i want to be in the way getting in their way like yeah. practice. they're all training this gap <laughs> yeah. to wall i'm gonna hit it backwards yeah like it's like i'm not mean but it's like how can i get in their way without them being bummed you know and like yeah. i said before i have a mutual relationship with all yeah. these dudes and i show up to the same contest and a hello goodbye like like friends but i do see like this this energy it builds up differently through dudes where they sit in their own corner and they're like headphones on and they're oh, yeah. they're on Mom's their road spaghetti. bikes sprinting before and it's like I love I love that they're like that disciplined you know but you have to remember to love it as well and to what enjoy do they do the moment, what do they you know? do now like, they do the the do they raise their seat post up or something what do they, they have do? they have a stationary road yeah bike they have with a stationary and it's like that's, like I said it's cool it's, it's, it's respected crazy. and it's crazy you want to be a greater athlete you have to work on your not only mental but yeah. physical health, and if th- if that helps them keep their blood flowing, as in like I just I mean that's what ground, that's what made Mira Mira succeed. Oh, yeah, he was a, he was the first like full blown real BMX athlete. Like, that, yeah, you yeah, know, like yeah. he he cross trained and he and he worked on every aspect of his bike riding that made him a better bike rider. So you, I, you've that, been working out with my boy Chad and Coach John up in North. Coach John. How's that been? It's, you don't, it's you, been you awesome. were never last year when we went on a trip. You done. You were watching me stretch eating a popsicle laughing at me <laughs> you know i, I stretch for like two minutes yeah I mean, your stretching was like moving around all right i'm good but now i can't believe you're in the gym with chad that's really cool and like i said like 
uh, with injuries and stuff like it, they build up in your body and you want to take care of yourself. You want to feel better. You want to ride more like the end goal is longevity. How long can I ride BMX for? I've been riding a lot of road bikes as well. It's like, how can I feel better when I ride BMX? And at contests, like I feel like the only reason why I mess up and get bummed at myself for messing up is because I get tired. And so it's like, I'm tired of getting tired. Mm-hmm. It's like, I just want to feel good and finish and be like, I'm ready for, for another run. Like throw me in. And, and other times I'm like, oh my God, get me out of here. Like I'm way too tired. <laughs> so you, I think you, I just run off of adrenaline, you know, but like going to the gym and focusing on that and perfecting that is, is making me feel a lot better while I ride. So you, is it like for everything? Cause right now you just, with the COVID thing, you know, contests have been kind of put on pause for a second, but you've been riding street with Christian and Chad and would you say it's helping at all? Or have you noticed it? I think so. Yeah. You know, when it comes to having compressed ankles and like a compressed back after a long time, mm. like I'm getting worked on that and I'm working all the muscles. I didn't even know how to, how to use, you know, and deadlifting weight that I never thought I could even do. And it's like, if I can deadlifts, you know, more weight than I need to, or, or, or enough to make me feel better to ride my bike when my bike, you know, your bike's what, 25 pounds usually, you know, and if you can pick that up for 10 hours straight without struggling, like, you know, that that's the goal. Like 10 how hours long, straight. <laughs> you know, like, well, you're doing bunny hops all day yeah. long, you know, and riding street. And you do ride super, a lot. I ride a lot, but then there comes a point where I'm so burnt out the next day, I don't even feel like riding, you know, and it's, Sometimes I ride because it's uh, I'm running off of adrenaline or just joy or just like new setup, like excitement, you know, and I definitely see like ankles building up, you know, like, yeah, I don't, you know, my older brother, David and my little brother, Victor, both had ACL surgeries, you know, and it's like, I felt like a slight bend on one of my knees recently. And I said, I don't want that. Like, let's, let's build around that. Let's work around that. Let's take care of our bodies. Like the most we can, like I said, longevity is the goal. Like. I want to wake up and feel that's great really tomorrow. smart. You're what, 25, 25 and like, maybe so you're like I, Chad's age and you guys are already working on preventative. And I hear it all the time. Like precautions. I wish I would have started at your age. Like I wish I would have started maybe, you know, five years ago. Yeah, it's good and you it's did like, now. and I, like I said, I go to these feast contests and all these dudes are super ready to go and built up and like, you know, they have their nutritionist and they know what to eat. And it's like, I don't know. Like, I'm like, all right, well I'm here. I, I, I pedaled here like 10 miles. Like, that's cool. Like it's whatever. cool. And with coach John, shout out to coach John up in Carlsbad. Like you get to go with Chad. And oh yeah. It's super motivating. To he's see. rad. You know, Sheckler's yeah. in there too. He's like, an, he knows how to work action sports, dude. It's not just like yeah. a normal football coach guy who just has no clue what you're doing. He <laughs> exactly, watches our videos. Exactly. He knows how you he land. He studies like, us and like sees our, our, our failures is what he calls them. And it's like, Hey, all oh, the reason why you fell here is like, look at the give on your knee here. And like your knees bending here on your slight squat. It's like, you can't do a regular squat without your legs bending. Something's wrong. Something's he sees wrong. that. So He's he so sees good. that. And it's like, like I said, that's one thing I didn't have as an option in Arizona. I didn't have a, a trainer like that, an option to train with someone that knew my sport. Or another perk of SoCal. Perk. Yeah, another perk. Yeah, like, I never think of something like that. It's like That's in Arizona, crazy. I didn't ever go to the gym because I didn't know what I was doing. I was just wasting my time. Like, I'm not going to go to the gym. Like, okay, ah, whatever. I'm I sure just, there's someone know. good out there, but you know, like, it, it's so nice it, yeah. just to, you can just roll up, ask me or Chad, like, who do you guys go to to help with injuries? And Somebody like, you can oh, trust right you away. Can try this yeah. dude. And you, the first day you go, you're like, wow, this guy knows his shit. You know, and like, I fell in Dallas earlier this year and I crunched my lower back one. and it was yeah. such a rough fall and yeah. I had like a slight nerve pinch in my back. Coach John mentioned it to Coach John straight away, started working out different muscles in my back to a point where I don't even feel it. I completely forgot. It's and amazing. It's like, and it's like, that's why I go into the gym. It's not to get stronger. It's to work prevent. on the, prevent injuries, you know, and going back to the fees conversation, like you have Logan Martin, you have all these kids looking up to Logan Martin because he's the number one dude in all these contests. You got Brandon Lupas and Logan Martin. It's like top 
you know, they're the top scoring country battling. right now, battling for their spot, you know, and obviously like Nick Bruce and there's Danny Sandoval that's always there, you know, and Justin Dow, all these names that are up there, but kids see Logan Martin and they see how many contests he's won. They're going to follow the same footsteps of the same tricks. And, yeah. and so, and that, that's completely fine. Like I was watching videos of Webby and I would do the same thing Webby was doing to a point where I was like, okay, I got done, done with that. Move on. Like who, who else can I get inspiration from? Yeah. It's like now all these different doors of all around riders have inspired me to be different and not only not just good at one thing, but good at everything. Like you get a throw all these dudes in a random skate park and, and tell them compete here. Boise, for example, we get thrown into Boise to qualify for X games. One of the biggest contests of the year. Yeah. And half of the dudes that go complain about the course because they hate it, because they don't like it, because the transitions this and the hips this and it's slippery that and it's super weird. And it's like, okay, you consider yourself one of the best in the world. You should be able to adapt to this and be able to ride this. Yeah. And going back to like how Marin said, like, how did he make it into finals and I didn't doing what he did? And it's like, well, I, I did things no one else did. And it was it might not be hard, but but yeah. no one else did it and it's and it takes time to learn you know it's like a pedal ground on the side of the box and everyone else did a a truck over it yeah you know and it's like and i count how many people do filler tricks you know and it's all these mediocre filler tricks you get this book and it's like bmx 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 and it's like one big heavy trick on the box a five flare or a flare whip here and everything else down whip double down whip whip, whip wall ride bar bar truck double truck flare flare bar and it's like yeah. every, everyone does the same filler tricks yeah. and it's like to me it's like especially risk for reward you know like you can't even put a foot down and make it into finals out of fees because it's super strict with, when it comes to that so you got guys like kenneth who's who's this crazy ball of energy and you never know if he's gonna what what he's gonna do and yeah. drop in flares from the biggest wall and puts it together and switch double truck over the spine and hands like almost catching crossbar and puts it together and it's like it's exciting because he's doing stuff that's risky yeah. and it doesn't get rewarded because, yeah. oh, it wasn't clean enough. And it's like, yeah, but he's doing stuff no one else is doing that should get rewarded differently. It should get yeah. put on to play. Like I do technical tricks in the middle of my run to nose 360 there and to half cab whip there. And it's like, yeah, that's easy. But try to do that at the end of your run or in the middle of your run and still have enough speed to carve up and flare whip. And it's like, see, I don't think it's easy, though. Doing a doing a G turn or a like, nose three well, I'm, in I'm, the middle of your run. I do them every day, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it's easy. But yeah, when I'm but in those a contest dudes do triple I, whips every day too. So he the just, gym the, combo the turned back is, into yeah. these runs. So right? <laughs> we're gonna learn how to. Well, ride. Let's, all right, let's let's switch subjects for yeah, that. But I mean, I'll, despite I'll, that, I, I mean, the challenge is the, the best part about it, and being different is obviously the goal. Always inspire others to be different. What yeah. what's last touch on it? What is your, what, no no no? It's a little. It's an extension of it. What, so fun, no, Fees is awesome. I, I, I have this no, podcast is the feed. Fees, how to do good in fees conversation right? secrets. Yeah. Uh, what is your status with the Olympics? Like, what? Are, where are you at? Are you? You know, I. I mean, I. Yeah. I personally don't know anything. So everything's know. on pause, and um, are you you're on the Mexico? I, so I Mexico yeah. So team. when I first started, I had no idea anything about the license or nothing. So mm-hmm. I said, oh, I'm just gonna sign up as a USA rider just to get a license, just to ride this weekend. And mm-hmm. That's what I did. The year went by, and I still hadn't read the the rule book or nothing. How dare you? <laughs> you read the rule book? The rule book with everything, <laughs> you know, with all the stuff. Like, why do I even need a license? Like, I, I had no idea. So I said, 
Okay, got a license. Register yeah, as a USA book. rider. <laughs> yeah, right. Imagine. Um, Thou shalt not. <laughs> and I and I didn't know. They're like, oh, you should switch for Mexico because most countries are only going to get one spot anyways. There's only nine spots available. Japan gets one because they're hosting country. So that means there's eight spots available. High scoring country gets two spots. That's if there America, is Australia, USA. Australia, yeah. So or USA England. and Australia are in first and second right now, yeah. tying or whatever. And um. I switched over to Mexico at the beginning of last year. Hiroshima was the first contest I rode for Mexico. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I had a lot of trouble because I didn't know if Mexico was even going to support me. My dad said, look, uh, with BMX being so new in the Olympics, the country isn't going to support you how you ex- would expect them. Like, do this for you. Do this for your, your personal joy and personal goals. Like, I said, well, he said, you want to ride in the Olympics? I said, I said, hell yeah, the opportunities there. A lot of guys close their doors straight away saying, like, well, I'm not good enough at doing park tricks <laughs> i'm not good enough you know i've never ridden a fees before and it's like i don't i don't even think i can make a final there so they don't even bother going so they don't even try but then you have a few wild cards like dennis would show up and win one and it's like dude ride these contests yeah. and i understand why he doesn't ride them all the time I, I get it you know but then there's jason watson boyd hilder who would just show up just to party and party all week and ride and make finals and their their stuff was super different it was incredible you know yeah. what i mean but but they don't see themselves like ah, i don't even care like i'm not even gonna try to ride that so it's like they see that door shut shut for themselves or they shut that door themselves i mean to like, those guys around, defense you know? i was there with them in france and it was like it was just crazy like boy got a flat i got a flat it's oh like, yeah boom, it was like the worst over. of luck and they're like and oh. jason had fun but he was like i'm not you know this is it's too, not what, too it's not what you want you know at the end of the day you pick your battles like i said and the um, fact that Jason even rode a feast event is He did amazing, to too. Oh, I saw it. Was, yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Incredible. Of course the it did. The whole Montpellier, he was like the star. Like, Mini oh, Ramp. Mini oh. Ramp. Oh, killed it in Mini oh, Ramp. Everything. <laughs> Him and Boyd. Yeah. Boyd won street. Like, they were just, like, killing that damn of course. action sports festival. But when I when it goes to that, um, I rode a, f- a few of those contests, and it was like, obviously, I saw the pressure everyone was getting, you know, and it, like, bummed me out to see a lot of my friends be super hard on themselves, like, Cause like now it's time now countries are getting picked now now spots are being thrown out at you you know and I rode Hiroshima last year and qualified top five ended up in fourth place and like I got Mexico into like thirteenth and Mexico and I had Mexico I think had gotten a few points from a few of my friends Pavel Marcus and Netzer Parada they're like two mm-hmm. of my good friends from Guadalajara and they they went to a fees in Canada one year and and got points for the country that was the only reason why the country was even up there. So first contest I ride Hiroshima, get fourth place, throw Mexico in the top 15. And I said, wow, like the opportunity's here. Like I'm going to walk straight through this door and I'm going to do everything I can to make it happen, but I'm not going to kill myself over it. Like yeah. the Olympics were never on my life, on, on my mental path. Maybe they're on my, give it, you know, that maybe they're on my cards in life, but it was never like a goal of me to, I want to be an Olympic athlete. It was never in yeah. BMX. No one, no one wanted to be, you know? And that's like, that mentality came to me like, well, I'm going to try. It doesn't hurt to try. And a lot of guys aren't trying. Like the least you can do in life is to try. Like you never know if you can do something if you don't try. So are you looking at Dennis when you say that? I'm looking at you. Uh, <laughs> you guys this whole try thing it. is to get you to peace. <laughs> you get a podcast and you don't even try. <laughs> so, so the opportunity came upon and, and I said, well, one, one country gets a spot. If I qualify Mexico into the top nine countries, then I would be the first pick. Yeah. I'm I'm going. Let's let's get it done. Went to Hiroshima, got fourth, got Mexico in the top fifteen. Throughout the year, I went to Hiroshima uh, to Chengdu this last summer. Mm-hmm. Oh, this last November, I mean. 
and uh, got Mexico into 10th place. So, like, I'm technically only, only two spots away. And so wow. I was like, wow. how, how are you doing that by yourself? Don't you need two people? You need two. Well, they take the two highest scores from every country. So I don't necessarily need a second person. It would have helped if I had someone. Because, like, the, probably the bottom, you know, bottom five countries only have. Okay. So, like, Darius. Darius doesn't have another rider. Kenneth yeah. doesn't have have another. Oh, he does now. But, like, Marin probably doesn't. Marin doesn't have He's another rider. Good. So, yeah. and Marin's. Oh, like, it's almost harder to be in, like, the. The, the front five countries because then there's too many there's and too so many like, good yeah. dudes that's if, crazy if i would have rode for the so US, you guys are doing it and getting in the top 10 right now with one dude yeah and so that's one dude and the girl went to the pan am games and got not, fourth so she's like getting financial support but she's never been to an actual fees before so it's like so is mexico have your back now are they mexico slowed it uh slow coming around sl- that whole system's crazy because the olympics like technically isn't going to be the top 10 dudes at all i know yeah it's going to be like top it should eight. be eight <laughs> the top eight it's not even right. the top eight though because you could be like all right the second place guy isn't even in there who has a oh, second yeah, well, amount that's, of points that's, you know or yeah. unless their country gets two people but maybe yeah. third place guy you think of the guys that can't be in, in there you know? from england like say ben wallace is the third place ranked dude oh, yeah. but they only get one guy but it's like the 20th place guy gets in there because his team had nice points and so it's a little confusing dumb <laughs> really that is dumb it's it's super confusing for that's sure that's so negative and dennis i'm gonna give that one a negative a vibe right there thumbs dennis. down i would now the, the, it needs to be like 20 people in there or yeah, something and I, like and that I, like and it, 10 like, is just 10 for well, you're, just, you're taking away the opportunity from guys like like for example if dennis rode for the u.s but first it's coach's pick at the end of the day so yeah, uh, I've who's, heard, I've who's heard number a lot of one? Stuff about Justin that, Dowell, yeah. Danny Sandoval, number one and two in the U.S. So if U.S. gets two spots and both of those guys get in, but if not, they only get one, yeah. and it's the coach's job to pick who's the more. And I'm friends with Ryan Nyquist. There yeah, and so if and so he's, like coach. he's like, I choose Dennis. Yeah, <laughs> so, so he's like the you, girls' you coach, but somehow Nyquist, he throws me in there. You put Nyquist in the spot of while well, I have to pick one of these two incredible athletes that have been working their ass off all year yeah. long, yeah. or these last two years. Yeah. And I have to pick one because we didn't do good enough to get two spots. So it's like, it's super hard where it's like, maybe one guy had a potential chance of winning a medal, but wasn't good enough throughout the year. And the other guy was killing it all year. And it's really wild. Isn't that happening with Brandon and Logan? So yeah. So if like, Australia doesn't get first place, then only one guy goes in. So and, who goes in? And Brandon is currently leading with points, at least as far as I no, that'd be the hardest and, and, pick because they both would be the hardest they, pick because they can both. Potentially, but they want Logan. They think Logan is more like of a metal contingency. That's what I've heard. I think. I think my source for this is probably Brandon. But it's like so if Brandon I, I does that banger run, nobody can beat him right oh, now. Oh yeah, he did, the Hiroshima, Hiroshima. He did one of the best contest runs ever. He has this run for that basic course. That's like I don't know. It reminded me that run reminded me of Brett, where it's like no one touched him. It's like he he won, and I just kept guys to go. Yeah. So what? So your um, Mexico is in currently in tenth. We're in tenth place as, and in, then, as in a country. And then you have a couple more events now because of all the so COVID yeah. Stuff. So the, the COVID stuff completely canceled Hiroshima this year and the potential Sichuan China contest that was in May. <laughs> Sichuan, Sichuan. That's a sauce. I don't know if it's a city. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's there was, you know, and after after November when I got thrown into tenth place, I was like, wow, like if I really polish up a few things and, and work on a few other things and work on get my that health. Flip, yeah. triple whip. <laughs> and, and like I was saying before, like go to the gym and get a trainer and really like work, work on not getting tired. Like the only reason I mess up is because I get tired. And yeah. so I told Dennis this before, like I'm tired of getting tired. I'm going to work on that. So I mentally throw through myself in that, in that, you know, on that path of, I want to mentally and physically be stronger. So when I do show up to this contest, I, I just feel good and ready, you know? And so I was, 
mentally ready and, and physically preparing myself to go to Hiroshima and try to qualify and to potentially make it in. But you should have moved to North Carolina for sure. Then. Oh, dude, <laughs> that looks fun. It's, it's cool. They're all, yeah. they're all riding. It's crazy. All it's what a crazy scene. Yeah. No, it's because uh, uh, Paris moved from San Diego, yeah. you know, and it's like, it's a like, different oh, like you have, zone, man, but we, San Diego has the USA Olympic facility. Yeah. They built a feast course that nobody has ridden. Did it's done. Yeah, it's done. What? Nyquist, how do we get in there? Yeah. In, in, in February or March, right before COVID, Nyquist yeah, came down and built pick. it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then, they, and then nobody country. ever written, nobody's written. It's been sitting there for three months. Wow. It's insane. That's, so there's literally a feast course uh, 15 you, and minutes like, from where we're at right wow. now. Wow. Like, oh, cool. So uh, you can't go because it, yeah. you're for you're on Team Mexico. Yeah. Sorry. I just ride Dennis's backyard. Yeah, that's better. I'll just pay Dennis. I'll just have the Federation pay Dennis. There you go. Hey, that'd be cool. Yeah. (laughs) You don't got to pay me, but if a Federation is, I'm down. Uh, Yeah, not my money. Someone else is cool. Yeah. Hook a homie up. um, Yeah. I'm super close. So I I feel like mentally and physically, I want to be ready. So when the, the, the time does come, I can try my best to potentially make it in. And I think my goal is, yes, make it in the Olympics to make BMX look cool and and to show that side of BMX like if I would love nine, I would love for you to be in the Olympics. If there's nine dudes in, Seems in like the Olympics a, like a really close they're chance, all yeah. they're all pretty similar style of riding and I get to get the, I get to be thrown into that mix and I get to bring a little bit of my style and flavor to the course yeah. like despite however it's going to look you know who knows how basic it is like bring something different to the table bring that energy and that positive mindset to the course and yeah it's cool. Rim's like automatically. He's like the dude his spot, is very so different. And that, and that story's crazy. Yeah. Like Japan gets one card automatically, and he's like, "Hell no, I'm gonna work my way up there and earn that spot." And he earned it, and it's like, yeah, such a talented kid, yeah. such a such a good kid with a BMX dad. Like it reminds me of my story, but in in Japan, it's it's yeah. super cool, yeah. you know. And that's an amazing thing with the Olympics is like that kid well, has the host country. He literally like, has like a massive facility now that's like well, that's sponsored like, by when, a bank. And it like, looks like, like a Woodward thing, like it's from insane. a video game. Like, it's, it's, and it's insane. Like, with the Olympics, like a lot of guys were against it, but it opened that many more doors to other kids and other oh, countries. Yeah, yeah. Like China's yeah. building skate parks. Like they're, you know, they were they had Rob Darden, like a legend. Opportunity out there coaching. Opportunities yeah. were yeah. incredible, you know, and it's going to continue to open all these doors despite all these like tense interactions with everyone at the at the, at the course but yeah like that's, I said, a, that's how dutor was though when there was oh, yeah, so much what, money up for I grabs remember, at each like, one of these things you know like a few there was the was cool like, dudes and then there was really serious guys throwing their bikes it's like your country paying you or this big dudes. contest paying you money is gonna make people a little crazy when it comes down yeah, to not yeah, pulling yeah. a rollout or something you know yeah, like it's understandable it's stressful and, it's and stressful. i get i get it when a lot of the guys only have that you know and it's like they want to work every single day for that weekend you know but like i said 17 hour flight across the world to a country you've never been to that got paid by someone else's pocket for you to ride your bike you better have a good time yeah, so exactly. that's, that's that's my mentality daily that's true. like that's... despite me i'm doing to Tokyo. good yeah. that's cool <laughs> it's like and you you took the advantage like i got my travels paid for and i didn't ride the contest or whatever it may be and i might as well enjoy the time here yeah. so it's cool but, um, um close close and i feel like if we just yeah you got that man that would be epic rooting for you for sure it's it's cool because now i feel like inspired to inspire all these kids in mexico for the sport to grow that much more like i said all these opportunities will open up not only for me and my family but for all these kids in mexico that don't have financial support skate parks will potentially get built like i I know it will yeah 100 percent. yeah if i do my part then the then the federation in mexico will see there's potential 
you know, Olympic athletes, they're going to put everything they can to support the sport that I love. And that's, that's the goal. And I the scene in Mexico is incredibly it's strong. Incredible. And there's yeah. so many incredible riders. And they're so, so passionate about it. Yeah. And the people that know BMX that don't even ride love it. So it's like, yeah, it's cool. I have a, a super supportive fan base and group of friends and people that just, yeah, just follow me and inspire me to be better daily. So that's the goal. Let's get it done. I think <laughs> you got oh, yeah. that. Uh, should we keep talking about fees? Yeah, what? How do you, how do, you do a fees run? <laughs> <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk about mongo- Let's talk about mongoose a little bit. Yeah. Well, uh, so mongoose sends me to fees. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> what? When did you start riding for mongoose? And what? I, what sponsors did you have before, before. mongoose? So like, was it was it total? I rode for Total BMX before mongoose. Okay. And, um, when, I, so what? How yeah, long ago was that? 2013, the year I won Simple Session for the first time. Okay. I. Got a, so Greg Illingworth was riding for Mongoose. I had met Greg at Simple Session. And he said, hey, Mongoose is looking for a new rider. Um, I'd love for you to speak to Chris McCardo at the time. He was in English. He mm-hmm. would run the English distribution. Yeah, I'd love for you to meet Chris. Like Chris Chris talked to me a little bit and said, hey, we're looking for a new rider. Like If you're interested, like let us know. Here's my contact. And, and nothing after that. you know. And um, I won Simple Session, and I was still riding for Total. And Ronnie Remo, like completely respected my decision like i got a offer of a contract completely like the week after mm-hmm. winning simple session from mongoose like hey like now we we really want you like we really want you to ride for the company like this is a this is a big step for you for the brand like we're looking to invest into into the sport again and to grow it more than it is like they already had like ben wallace cam white greg Ellingworth, paul ryan steve mccann so they already had like a good group of dudes but they wanted to just expand more you know and I had the blessing to get an offer from Mongoose and to start riding for them in 2013. And I mean, for a company like Mongoose that's been around since 74 to a brand that my dad rode back in the day and has so much history in the sport from the beginning of what BMX is, you know, it's, it was like a no brainer, you know, and obviously financial support that I didn't have travel budget that I needed, you know, like the hardest part about traveling and going to these contests and trying to make a name for yourself is the financial support to get to those events before you, you even have to do your part of, of riding hard and making it and making it into the final. So it, it was, it was, a, it was a blessing, you know, to say the least. What was there, was there ever any battle? You said it was an easy decision, but was there any, ever any battle? Because uh, at least within, within BMX Mongoose is mostly like a big box, uh, brand where yeah, they, like they make basic it. for kids yeah so they have, uh, they have bikes on amazon they have bikes in walmart and stuff like that and you know it's like when we post something on instagram and people are like oh walmart blah 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 but like i always contend that getting a kid a bike that was is within bmx you know like if what are what it's like a core no yeah like it, well just like a, a non-bmx brand that doesn't float up anything they don't have any riders they don't have any culture they don't have any involvement yeah. within bmx so, so i think is selling these bikes at walmart which who cares because someone's getting a bmx bike and yeah. they're using the money for cool shit yeah just it's like a, taking the money and being like we're gonna make keep making shitty bikes and exactly so <laughs> i i like the walmart bikes I'm yeah saying, like, like it's an intro bike and and but they are they're trying to bring people into bmx and i think i and i don't have any problem with that because that because that parent is going to go to the store and they're going to buy a bmx bike so it I might as well that. be a brand that's supporting that, the sport, that supports yeah. supports think, bmx and and is is doing their best to not just get a profit margin but to like deliver a, a decent experience for that first bike because yeah. if it, if they if they deliver just a shitty product 
that it that they're just making money off mo- of it, money yeah, off and of not giving and then back. they don't and the kid breaks it and doesn't have a good time with it then he's not going to stick with it but they, if they deliver an experience and and you know and there's parazas on it exactly. and then he looks up your instagram and he looks at you know and look types of your name into youtube and oh, you're like a real does. person Mom and dad yeah. looks up they get know? that exactly. bike and they see the so image. much they're pushing so much more into bmx instead of that kid being like all right, well, I'm going to get a mountain bike next because this sports, they're putting a lot of money into this. And this, yeah. not a lot of money, but there's there's shit behind yeah, it, you know? Right, like, yeah. if no one gave back, if Mongoose wasn't given back to BMX, it would just be like, exactly. what's the point of keeping riding this bike? There's not even, is there dude yeah. doing this? Like, yeah. am I by myself here? So that's that's my defense. Like, I always think I always think that when there's people talk shit on it on, on Instagram or whatever else, like, I just think that they don't really get it. The kid doesn't know yeah. to go yeah, to the bike shop. They don't I get it. I was like that too. You so know, like, was there ever a battle where you're like, oh, this isn't like, you know, this isn't a, a core VMX brand. Like this is a, a big box brand or, or yeah. was it, or did you, um, I mean, I, at the beginning I had no idea yeah. what I was getting into. Well, I was like, okay, well like, do you guys make pro frames? Like, Cause there's none on the market at the time. Yeah. I had no idea what, what was going to happen. And then obviously, you know, they, they would mil- they would make us American made custom frames just for us, you mm-hmm. know? And, um, our goal was to, to push those basic beginner bikes to the kids and obviously to grow BMX in the company and I think the first thing I learned from the company was without you guys, we're not a brand. So we want to support you guys 110% along the way to make you guys live easily. I mean, that much to ride and be better as, as riders, but to live like the easiest life possible, like with, with you guys growing our brand. So getting into that, it was like, I didn't, I didn't know. So I asked obviously like opinions from my friends. Like I asked Pat, Pat's one of my good friends. And one of my first legit contracts was, was Mongoose where I was like, what do you think? He said, honestly, bro, if you think it's going to benefit your career, like, and you're going to go outside of, and no offense, like I rode for total and they were, they were incredible and super awesome. And obviously like Webby and Colborne, but, uh, he said, you're going to be stuck in their shadow forever. He said, like, if you stay with total, despite you making the most, you know, the most money possible, you're still going to be in their shadow because they started the brand and they like, they, they, they created like that brand themselves, you know? So, that was one thing where I was like, well, I kind of do feel like left out, you know, I do ride a little bit different than them all, you know? And, and like I said, no offense, they're all really good friends, but I just felt like it was time to move on and to try something new. And for a brand like Mongoose to offer me a contract, it was, you know, it was like, well, like this is the opportunity to not only grow as, as an athlete and to grow as, as, you know, as a rider, but to also make this brand cool again. Like how can we make this brand cool again? And, and he said, whatever brand and decision you decide to take, he's like, you can make anything look cool, bro. Like you can do anything you want and, and kids will be hyped on it. So if you ride for a brand like Mongoose, uh, you know, maybe more kids will be hyped on it, you know? And, and with time I started seeing stickers on helmets with yeah. time. I started seeing kids with complete Mongoose, Mongoose bikes at the park and they're figuring it out, you know? And it's like, I was there to see that, you know, and, and fast forward a few years later, now Pat Casey rides for Mongoose. Yeah. And it's like, like, and Pat's like three years younger than you, correct? Wasn't he giving? Oh, he's he, a year older than me. Oh, you're older. Wow, I'm, you're bad I, with age. I, I laced, <laughs> which that. is awesome. And, um, <laughs> it's four years off. And, yeah. and not that Mongoose wasn't cool because the brand itself is like a massive corporate company, but they were never core cool. Like kids and kids that rode BMX and rode, you know, a complete cult bike were like, oh, that dude rides a Mongoose. Like it's so cheesy. Like yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting. Those at. do you break? You know, and yeah. it's like. I'm like, hey, this is actually a pro frame. Like, they take care of me. Like, yeah, my, I don't, they don't have this on the market, but like, our goal is to push kids to ride BMX. And 
they're giving back doing mongoose jams you know like yeah the am jam stuff is cool yeah, so, I, like those are it's an amazing direction it's I got an all-star yeah. team you guys it's do dope cool, trips yeah. they do like, these crazy jams amateur contest and give back to the kids that are just getting started which is the end goal is to get a kid riding bmx yeah. you know and it's yeah. like it's a different direction spot. but yeah, it's a cool direction cool direction i think, I think that's back, some, i think that's something that bmx does a pretty uh we could we could have a lot of room for improvement is to to bring in new kids and stuff like that yeah you know like i've kind of switched on the whole scooter thing where it's like like oh like it's that kid could just ride bmx like hey you know ride my bike like you know i don't bring him down and and so he thinks all bmx's are assholes and never you know whereas like five five years ago that's the worst thing yeah so it's like it's like yeah man like that's sick like you should try a bike too like they're pretty fun like you could probably go higher you know like like that that's sort of my mentality these days and i think and i think other brands and and you know and i think brands making the striders and and stuff like that is all super cool and i just think i think mongoose plays its role in bmx the ecosystem of bmx and i think they do it very well like just with, yeah, the, with the jams and stuff with the like mongoose that, jams so. like i got to ride a mongoose jam before i was on mongoose so i mm. got to see that side of all these corporate dudes i thought were gonna show up in a in a suit and a, in a button-up where yeah. where they're supporting didn't know much about bmx and like lee and ramsdale now it's, wasn't now it's lee. Yeah. yeah now it's lee ramsdale and he he's he has incredible communication with everyone that works in the office and now they all know bmx which is really cool like we got these you know, moms and dads that never knew BMX and they only worked for this company that sold BMX, but they also sold all these other things like to now actually follow the sport and maybe push their kid into riding BMX. So it's like from little things like that, like I said, I rode a Mongoose Jam on Paul Ryan's team one year and and I got to see that support from the beginning, you know, where it's like... So that made wow, the like, decision easier. That made than, the decision yeah. way okay. easier where it's like they're giving back to the community. They're throwing amateur kids in this contest. Like they're opening their doors to these kids to like come to camp get a potential spot to ride on these pros teams and and potentially win stuff and 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 you know be inspired you know and so that that was yeah it was super easy for me to figure out obviously my dad was a big fan of the brand like with history and all the culture they've created in bmx it was like it was like wow this is like a, a win for me and a win for my dad like this is a brand my dad wanted to ride for when he was in the 80s you know so yeah it's just cool yeah it really is and you mentioned the frame, but aren't they producing? Are they going to start producing? Yeah. So the frame? for a minute, they didn't have. I saw a that. Pro I model. saw that in a comment yeah. on Nikita's thing. That's why I thought of this because Nikita. We posted something about Nikita recently. Nikita's and bike. Then, yeah, and then and then uh, and then there were some comments back and forth. So that's why that was kind of the spark for this. Yeah. So Mongoose gave me a. I think they made a limited hundred frames mm-hmm. three years ago. I believe so three four years ago they made like a hundred American made frames that I helped design like just pro frames yeah and uh and that's it they only like they're like hey we're gonna give you a frame it's not gonna have your name on it we're just gonna promote it with you and it's gonna be only a hundred American made frames they were super expensive because they were all American made so the market that I could potentially sell to in Mexico and South America and other countries it was hard couldn't get it because by the time they paid for shipping it was just too expensive so uh fast forward to 2020 and we're working on my pro model frame uh, the version two of that american made frame but we're going to make them through taiwan through the the same you know manufacturing companies that make every other pro frame out there and make them more accessible to to everyone and more affordable honestly like a 400 dollar frame was was just too expensive so yeah that's cool um, it's super cool yeah they they've given me the opportunity uh itself and i have sat down and she like i said she does graphic design work so 
we've sat down together and been playing with my doodles and artwork and she's like mocked it up and, and she's been helping me with the designs for the frame and that's awesome la familia version two frame coming soon nice i don't sure. know when but i'm trying out a few prototypes right now and um yeah it's just super exciting like with lee being in in the middle you know the communication with with the manufacturing company you know it's, it's just i just feel more involved than when i did the first one it was like oh here's the frame we made try this and run this and it's like this is where we're gonna sell for a limited time and now it's like no let's make this perfect let's make this what you want let's like you know bmx how how it should be like you write everything like what can we do what can we not do like from me doing the geometry from adding thicker dropouts to cool looking head tubes seat tubes whatever it may be like seat clamps like just a little bit of everything and me being involved with all this input is just real yeah it's real refreshing it really is it's real awesome and you've never gotten the chance to like design a frame before no not like that as in before like it was like yeah like i run a 20.5 and yeah you just delivered some specs or something and now it's like no i want this head tube angle and i want this back end and i want this thick of dropouts and like this this head tube like exactly what i want so it's super cool nice cool super thankful thank you mongus really really (laughs) awesome thank you lee obviously we've just been going back and obviously colors and stuff we talked about colors right now so yeah is there anything else going or you got dennis started to lead in i was gonna say you're on demolition and you're you've been on forever you have the signature parts you're like a part of the crew and you haven't been on a trip yet i know every time (laughs) you're in the group message and it better happen in a couple weeks we're going coming this is my first legit demolition trip i've been it ain't like other trips yeah (laughs) i can tell you from the beginning you know it's like you have your heroes so you want to ride and wear and sticker your helmet with all the stickers that your all your, your favorite riders have and demolition was always a brand from like their turquoise bombs and and their big ass fat tires that they made when they were first coming into play you know it was like demolition was that brand like dennis was on the team like young larry edgar was on chris doyle just just the dudes like rob wise like yeah. countless dudes like that were on the brand that like influenced me in riding like i was always a fan you know and so i was loyal to the brand from the beginning i was already buying demolition parts like i tried every other brand i probably had every brand sticker on my helmet growing up but demolition was like always the one that stood out and i mean i even broke a pair of like biz bars that had ran for three years like yeah the team's always been stacked and and, like we're hyped to have you still loyal yeah no and i'm super hyped i like exciting to finally get on you shouldn't ride bars for three years i know like and and i'll tell you guys that (laughs) like i switch bars like after their band and stuff like everything breaks whatever brand it is it all breaks with time so and i learned that the hard way yeah I got like 17 stitches. Oh, yeah, wow. kids. Yeah. Check check your welds. Yeah. No check matter what. Welds, no matter how good that bikes, part is. Sometimes yeah. you take never know. Bikes, that's, a, yeah. that's a whole PSA. Of, that's my pet yeah. peeve. After yeah. you go after yeah. a couple don't, years. Or, don't hand me down parts. And yeah, and don't, don't, exactly. Like I, I did that with my little brothers for a minute. That's true. You, you could know? be riding it for two years, but you forgot the kid before you was riding it for three. You're like, yeah. these are uh, yeah. five-year-old cranks that have just been getting beat up. And so even despite me breaking a pair of demolition bars, I still was loyal to the brand like i was hyped on it and then got thrown on the team flow you know pat i think pat got me hooked up with with brian getting me parts and tires like um my local bike shop was carrying a lot of like the momentum tires and i was just like just running those up and and helping with the sales there and i think yeah brian and la over at demolition just yeah just saw that and threw me on the team i didn't I went to film with Dobie. I came to San Diego like one of the first times to film and Dobie, Dobie took me to like a few local spots. We went to Dennis's backyard before the the remodel a few mm-hmm. years ago. And the Joey OG, Cobb, Joey Cobbs was there. Joey's like, you want to shoot a photo? I was like, yeah, I'm filming this downside pocket down with Bear. Like, let's shoot that. And then a month later, they, they surprised me with this demolition poster of me doing that downside pocket down whip. And so it's like, it's yeah, just little things like that where it's like I had 
Dennis Anderson demolition posters and volume posters <laughs> on my wall. Like I'm, I have one of my own posters now. Like it's just super cool. And you know, last year we got to work on a signature seat and, um, it was just, yeah, super basic seat and it just hyped, you know, like from running the market seat and like Matt Cordova's and like everyone getting like some input where the brand gives so much love back to the rider where they got their input and gets thrown out there. Like if you're they, on the team, they want you to have signature stuff. Yeah, they stuff. want you to have signature yeah. stuff, which is cool because they're investing. But we also want you on trips. <laughs> We've been waiting for it. Like how is it happening? He's always so guys, busy, you know, yeah, we're going on all last, these trips. Last year like, I went on 82 flights and, yeah, and I think you guys had two demolition trips that I was like, no way I can make it on those. Like. I, could, I couldn't make it. I just couldn't. But um, now, yeah, now with the pandemic and with the contest being canceled, I have this open window where it's like, let's and it's go perfect for demolition yeah, trips cool, too because yeah. we do road trips and super camping. And like, I think it's you're cool. gonna love it, man. I'm we're, hyped. Yeah, I've never you, been camping before. Where are you guys going? We're going. Chris Fox mapped out a cool. Cause we're gonna do one to Colorado in August when the pandemic is a little more chilled out. You know, it's getting good right now. Yeah, I but think we're we going do, up NorCal, what, Fresno. Not even. We're doing. It's like Mammoth, so it's kind of like Mid-Cal. We're gonna, okay. Chris Fox has this cool loop where there's Sick. like beautiful camping and little skate parks tucked away everywhere. Nice. So it's going to... I've never even been camping. So these trips are magical. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you say you, had, you you slept on Stephen Murray's house or something like that? Like urban camping. Slept, urban camping. I've never been camping. in the woods. I was in a mini ramp in a tent. <laughs> That's, is, is that considered camping? Yeah. It depends on where you pooped. We, we yeah. might be doing similar stuff Porta on this trip. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we, now, yeah, now I got like a set of bars, you know, and I got, I got the stem and um it's just got cool yeah i got the seat and good. it's like we're working on a few other stuff to throw out there and matt came down to san diego last week and a session that turned into a few clips to a yeah to i saw a full video. Little it was awesome video promo where it's like oh, i wish i would have filmed more like we, we weren't trying but he's like i think we're good with this i was like yeah like i'm having fun nah, like, that was cool. cool that hurt my head this morning and like for instagram watch, yeah. like you, you that was on the verge of an edit you know like <laughs> yeah. no right. there was a full letter it was on it was on youtube it's on okay YouTube. cool yeah, two, but we two two throw it up on instagram stuff that's probably. cool Everyone's, oh is that what it, okay. you can see it everywhere nowadays yeah if it's, it's not more cool, than yeah yeah uh well i guess let's round it out what's up with vans and monster then is there something monster um i think the christian project may be a monster edit but i don't know if that's christian project maybe for monster no no idea just yet yeah. um i mean i filmed a piece last year with uh andrew knight we were in barcelona before oh, yeah, fees yeah, yeah. and the week after and then and then stuttgart germany for vance broke up and we I filmed think- a video last year and so my goal was to go back sometime at the end of the year i got way too busy so i said all right let's try to plan before or after simple session and let's polish this video up to, to just make it better like you know i'm i'm so picky and perfected on little things where it's like i know i can do more like let's just make this that much better and i I usually film video parts like in a week and then i'm done and as in this i was like i really want to just work and put like a week good that's how you've done it (laughs) i've always like all the videos i've ever worked on it's like day after day after day okay i'm done wow or like the channel what about like real your x games real street part and like your Vans Illustrated part, those were in a week. Oh well, Vans Illustrated was 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 like a full production. Like I've never done my own like video parts. Like so, like that AZ Heat one. AZ that Heat you did? one day. No. And then the monster video I filmed with Dylan Full. That That's, was two weekends. Jesus. He came down from Denver two weekends in a row. That's how like, he oh. works. That's cool though. That's a good way to work. Yeah. Just get it done. When we did the those AZ edits, Heat aren't... one, it was like a hundred and ten. So we would drive out. Obviously, we weren't going to pay for a hotel. That so video. We... That's one of the best rant videos. Yeah. Two weekends. Thank you. And, and two weekends, like we, we did two weekends and then I think he came back like a memorial weekend where it was like a three-day weekend and we, we filmed that premises. So it was like, um, I was just, yeah, like my filmer was in town for the weekend. Like I did like an old video where like one of my good friends, Marquise is at the beginning 
and um Marquise, I forgot about even Marquise, and he he's like a local in Chandler. If you've been to Chandler, you know Marquise. But like he's at the beginning of the video, and I do like Superman secret up to late bar spin. I filmed that with, uh, like, I just brain farted. Um, Phoenix filmer or no? He's from Las Vegas. I got you way off topic anyway. Sorry, Dalton. For that. I just, you were you were talking about Andrews. Uh, uh, Andrews Cam- video. Dal- yeah. Dalton Campbell. So Dalton Campbell came down to God, hang out with good Johnny Stevens. <laughs> Johnny Stevens and pulled stuff that one out of your ass. And we, we filmed that video in a day and that, that was like from morning to sunset and it was like so hard on my body, but that video like helped me get invited to like a contest like a few weeks later yeah. and like little things like that where, yeah. where I saw like the progression of my video and it was like documenting, you know, I didn't vlog, but I, I used to use my mom's old little photo camera to film and David would stand there and film me and we'd put these cringy videos on YouTube with like, <laughs> Hey there, Delilah. And like, <laughs> and, and, but, but it was fun, you know, like, um, I wanted to put more time into this video with Andrew and obviously Andrew is, is super hard worker and hungry as well and just want wants to you know he's willing to put in the, the hour so wanted to polish that up come back this year to it and then obviously the pandemic so we don't have no time yeah. we, I just don't want the video to be to lose it's like to not be relevant anymore and I feel like I'm getting better at writing street too and that was all street in Barcelona and um, I think so we're gonna put that out for Mongoose. Yeah, that's gonna be yeah. a Mongoose video. That's gonna be out. And obviously, you know, the goal is to go back to Barcelona and, and do the stuff that I I had left. You know, that were pending. But this video with Christian was like randomly that came up. You know, and full street part. That it, those are the best ones, on. though. Yeah. The ones that are like are kind of well, organic. Trying, yeah, like, from a session, so, you know, where, especially because yeah. you just moved here and like everything's like being on a trip to you. It's, yeah, you, so you so didn't know like, those curve are right down the street from yeah, your house. Yeah, like and five minutes from all these spots, I had no idea. No stuff, clue. So. Christian's got and it's super all of different Christian to wake is, up, have yeah. breakfast at home, and to meet up feel with your good. friends and to feel good and to not be jet lagged or have to build your bike and like it's gonna be this is gonna be cool. Or like I'm sore tomorrow, so I'm not gonna ride tomorrow. Yeah, and I just show up and hang out and Chad gets the clips or Demarcus is getting clips and it's and you get to see spots that you're like. Oh, maybe i'll come back spots. to this yeah and yeah. so or we're That's not cool. on a time zone we're like oh we're here for eight days like get it done now and it's like well i'll put that off and come back to it when i'm ready or when i'm full and of for you so. too even the weather in the summer here is probably like heaven. way better you're used yeah. to some, back home some i wouldn't even be temperatures this time of the day so yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool with uh, is- vans obviously there's a bunch of projects going on right now like uh some signature shoe lines that are colorways that are coming out oh um, with you no, not with me. Oh. Other, other riders. No, not with me. I'm just just throwing it out there, like, because um, you I mean, your shoe's still out there. My right? shoe, yeah, my shoe was last year's yeah. uh, February, so spring 2019. My shoe and t-shirt came out. It's still super cool to see it, like my shirt and like a random guy wearing my shoe that doesn't even ride BMX. It's yeah, just cool to sick. see. It and it's like Vance, like I said before, with demolition, like when a, a company like that like invests that much into you and gives back to you, like. It's when they believe in you the most, you know, and it's like super, really super make motivating, you part of the brand. really make you part of the brand. Like I'm in the history books with a company of with, with a signature colorway. And that's that's super awesome, you know, and going back to my dad wearing Vans growing up to to getting a signature shoe with our last name on it is like, oh, it's super crazy. So thankful with everyone that's supporting me, honestly. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you got some dope backing for sure. Um, like, it, like, you know, there's there's people who make it in BMX and then there's people who get that like you got like you know, all your sponsors seem like they fit you and yeah, and I don't feel they, they go well with you. And it's just, there's nothing like really just lingering. Like, yeah, just take this paycheck. It's all take like, paycheck it's all like, like a little family kind like of deal. I have to be a part because like, it, I think it's cool now, but I don't, well, going back to like pressure and stuff, I don't feel pressured to go to a contest and win with, cause my sponsors, I'm so like, I have a good relationship with all the TMs and all the companies I've worked for where it's like, 
I do a good job with social media and like promoting content. And to put some shine on you, I know you don't like this, but you've already, you've done it. You've done all the contests and and then still, you can always keep doing good at contests and that's awesome. But it's like, now you can become, you have, you're young, you've done good at contests. You have just so much potential to just keep becoming Kevin Praz and whatever, whatever you want to do, whatever your favorite thing to do right now is go ahead and do it. Cause that's going to be what BMX loves. You've already shown that you're one of the best bike riders in the world. Now you can just keep blossoming. Yeah, and I think with the companies that have supported me prior winning medals and doing good and stuff, I, it's just like, I feel like, I don't feel like there's a need for me to change if they be, they believed in me before, you know, and now I'm only working that much harder. It's only going to help me that much more in, in the long run. So just, it's just yeah, super motivating, honestly. A lot of the, when when the pandemic hit, it's like, obviously everyone's minds were like, wow, like, are people going to get paychecks? Are, are people going to get pay cuts? Like, are, are yeah. people going to get re-signed, you know? And it's like, I was thankful enough to re-sign with the companies I ride for and it's like, like nothing was going on. So it's like, okay, like I'm doing well and I'm doing my job correctly if this is all going well. So yeah, I mean, for sure. I don't think anybody emails on time and text message that doesn't take long. How dare you respond to text messages? Well, actually you're not too good. I'm all right. (laughs) Uh Oh, (laughs) you're not, you're not a sponsor though. That's true. He's like, Oh, sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) Fudger. Back to Fudger the next day. Sorry, Fudger. I saw your message. I was driving. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, and I forgot. Very yeah, responsible. It's all and I'm and I'm like, sorry, dude. I didn't One make text up some BS excuse. No, I'm like, I'm like, brutal. I'm like brutal. Like, if it's not phone. the next day, I'll just be like, in all caps, just be like, why do you hate me? Like, <laughs> that's something. That's like, that is good <laughs> to remind somebody. It is hard. Like, no, text me back. Come on. As with everything on social media and everything going on in the world, oh, like yeah, I was yeah, so yeah, burnt no. out and being on my phone, and like, I. I I got to a point where I was like, I don't want to be on my phone anymore. I stopped texting back. And oh yeah, like, no, I it's at it for a minute. everybody it's shut like, okay, down okay. a little bit. Well, cool. I mean, it, it seems I, I think I'm out of topics for the most part. I don't know. I saw almost almost two hours. Kevin, okay. wow, so. I talk way too. Much. That was too. No, much. it was good. Uh, you're amazing. You're <laughs> yeah. one of those that like we could have probably asked you one question and sit on the couch and <laughs> listen. <laughs> but, <I'll be> back. <laughs> but it's amazing, dude. Shout out to you and your family, yeah. the Arizona scene, Mexico scene. Everything you're doing for the sport, yeah. man, you're you're I, perfect I mean, for it. And no, thank you. I really appreciate it. And I feel like I I think you you said it before. Like you're never gonna move to California. You've been saying it for years. Like I think I I waited too long, but I waited just enough for me to figure out like what I needed, you know. And now I'm here, and I get to you know feel influenced and inspired every day, and motivated to go. And I feel like that's that's a thing in life. Most people, you know struggle on is to get inspired and what's like what gets you out of bed like it's not your nine to five job where it's like oh i have to go to work today it's like no i want to get out of bed today yeah like we've been in a pandemic i don't even have to wake up for a flight like and i'm up early out and i want to go ride and i want to go out and it's like i'm in a new city new everything like it seems like yeah, the right, it seems like the right move correctly. to me. Yeah. I mean, I I think it, the timing couldn't have been any better. I imagine yeah, like, you know, with all everything being shut down and and you're having sort of, time to enjoy yeah, it. I everything think, new yeah. is new and fresh. You got the trainer going on, like everything. I think all making that a stuff new part with a new cool, yeah. dope filmer, new filmer exactly. you know, and like, riding with Chad and Demarcus every yeah. day on the streets. You got my rants, but you never come to him. <laughs> I stopped asking. <laughs> I, I know. Me and Chad were talking about these. Like Kevin doesn't want to bother you. I'm like, dude, you just got to ask me because I'll forget. No, I know. Um, it just goes back to that. Like, if you're not going to ride today, I'm not going to. I'm not. Gonna, there's other places I, I can go ride today. You know, I'm not. We'll, gonna we'll get cry. on it. I'm not going to cry even though you don't write me back. But see, <laughs> I'm kidding. But it's back. like I said this before. Like Pat Casey's only an hour and a half away, and I haven't been to his ramp yet. You know, and so. But yeah. yeah, with the pandemic and everything, I feel like it was only like, uh, I don't know if people really want people over or if people are trying to see other friends. Like it, sure. was, it was hard yeah. at the beginning, you know, and 
despite everything going on in the world, I felt like, okay, I have this break from riding contests, from being on trips. Like I got to be in my new very own apartment with my wife, like slowly moving in. And I don't feel rushed coming back from a trip to get stuff in, you know, and that had to be good timing for that too, to get yourself set up. I mean, you got to, you got to cherish your time like that really, because it's not going to happen again. No. And that was one thing that that I would say was stopping me from moving. It was like, why am I going to go and pay rent California if I'm not going to be there? True. Like yeah. I said, I flew so many flights last year where I was like, I don't even, I don't remember how many days I was home in Arizona. So it's, it's yeah, super cool, super, super hyped to be here. Everyone that I get to ride with. And obviously I just feel like I'm more productive and want to be productive. Like shooting, you know, photos is different now. You know, it's not just like, oh, I'm going to go and try and teach this photographer how to shoot bmx photos no, <laughs> yeah. it's like um I, I trust the photographer and the filmer and whoever yeah, i'm sure everyone it turns stoked, into man. a session you know and it's just like oh yeah good to see the people that i see at events on a regular session like we went to a skate park the other day and it was uh, i'd never even been to city heights and it was like nathan garrett colin demar any of the big Chad, skate parks like, you go to you'll be like oh this is where this crew hangs out yeah, or like you know like, you can it's crazy it was like my very first Skate You'll for, you forget how many people dudes. live in San Diego until yeah, you hit different crazy, skate parks man, and move around a little bit. Yeah. And and everyone else that lives up north, like in, in LA, Long Beach, Huntington, like I haven't even gotten up that way since I've moved. So slowly making my way up there and getting a ride with all my friends as everything goes, all the trails spots that I, I, I never get to ride. So yeah, yeah have the, we have this time. I think this is the year for video parts and producing content and learning and yeah, appreciating I mean, so, the things and people around you. Honestly, this is the time. The, oh, yeah. the sickness is terrible and sad. You know, COVID's nothing, nothing cool about a new disease put out into the world or infection, whatever it is. But man, if you take the positives from it, like you have, and BMX is going to, it's just like BM, yeah. BMX will probably survive through anything, and especially this because everyone's getting together, road yeah. tripping again, like keeping it low key. Too, so it's yeah. cool. Yeah, we're very lucky to have our little thing because, man, when this shit was real crazy and people, it felt like one in three people were going to die or something, yeah. it was just grab those handlebars and yeah. go. And it was Left, like, oh, yeah. my God, like, life is good. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. oh, this is crazy. I have this bike and I just ride down the street and it's like, and it's like as I long as like I got my mask, yeah. I feel safe. <laughs> and now, I now I don't trip like that. I don't that, necessarily though. feel like it's, I feel like it's like a, a not, uh, I don't know if God's telling us to slow down, you know, and to appreciate the little things where a lot of people were complaining about the little things. It's yeah, like yeah. there's people that don't even have, you know, wooden floors. They have dirt floors still. And Think about like how nice a hot yeah, shower like, is, man. Yeah, that's like, like the sickest thing. You can't find that in the you know, natural in world. You and, find a hot spring, or just, that's it. But. Yeah, and it's like this time where it's like oh, people always had the excuse of I'm going to do it tomorrow. And then that tomorrow turns into next week and two months go by and I used to haven't done it. So it's like. This is the time to get stuff done that you've been wanting to do, whether it's your daily fitness or or a cooking or whatever it yeah. is. So it's like, oh, it really is take the negative, you know, and turn it into a positive and learn from that. And you can always find a positive and move yeah, with that. Always. And for sure, and surround yourself with people that, that are positive and inspire you. So. I know we're kind of trying to get close to wrapping it up, but you said something about God. And that was like one thing I wrote down. What is your relationship with God? I'm Christian. I grew up, you know. Um, going to church and believing that we're all here for a reason, you know, and we all have a path that gets thrown at us and curveballs that get thrown at us for temptations. And there's obviously, you know, there's bad people in the world. So there's demons in the world, which means negativity is always into play and hate. And, you know, God is love. Love is uh, people around you that, that make you feel happy and safe. And, you know, I mean, I don't know. Um, that's an amazing way to put it. You know, yeah. a lot of people like, you can uh, I'm turn Christian religion and like into I a said, weird you know, thing, but that sounds yeah, beautiful. It's like, don't, you don't have to go and preach it out to everyone. But if, if I'm 
a good person to someone, you know, but um, dead broke, and then people are going to love me, you know, because I was always loving everyone else. So it's like, you don't necessarily need to have everything and in, in the, all the money in the world to be happy if, if you have love, which love is the people that, that care about you, your family, your wife, your your brothers, your friends, everyone. So if, if everyone around you loves you, you know, then you're doing something good in life, despite what you have and what you don't have. So God to me is love. And obviously we're all here for a reason. We're all blessings. We're all thankful for even the lessons we were taught in life. So cool. Yeah. Every time I drop in, you know, I thank God for the day and, and I just ask him to protect everyone around me. And that's, that's love. I think at the end of the day, that's when love. You show no negative, you know, even to your competition and to people that are hating on you, you just pray that they, fight their their own demons and move on from then be better to themselves so awesome glass half full kind of guy kevin (laughs) love it positivity and love yeah yeah thank you kevin no thank you guys sorry i talked too much no you're good beautiful thanks so much we're gonna go ride today thanks bmx (laughs) thanks everyone outside of bmx for listening thank you love y'all our bmx and you know you z Adam Watkins, Dennis. Dennis and, is part of the crew now. I love everyone, it. You know, I love that we're doing that, Unclicked again and we're getting cool people BMX, like you on you know, here. And that's been influential in my life that has taught me to be better on a bike and off a bike and to be positive to even everyone that is mean. So, yeah, BMX. I love BMX and everyone that's, that, that you know, like it goes to little things. You don't have to speak the same language to, to vibe with someone that loves what you love. So, for sure. Shout out to everyone that rides BMX. Much have love, fun. everyone. Have fun. Can't <laughs> wait for you. the next Unclick podcast, and I can't wait to listen to one, you know, when I'm on the road and I can't make it here. So that's going to be fun, right? too. Yeah. Love you all. Unclick. Till the next episode. Thanks, Kev. Thank you, guys. Oh, there's the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs>